No one cares about boxing. Tyson Fury, everyone had to look up his name. Everybody. No had one. If you guess what? Nobody had to look up Floyd Mayweather's name. They went nuts, but this is the reaction she should have gotten. Because <laughs> that's legit. Daniel Day Lewis. That's what that movie is known for. Not this other fucking. <laughs> I know, but it's still a good movie, though. That Best Buy just released the MCU Infinity Saga. Whoops, people. <laughs> should, be, should be careful. Five hundred dollars, everyone. Dude, five fifty. Guess what? I have. Oh, it's five fifty. Oh dude, shit. Dude, I have those movies already. That's gonna be the most expensive bonus disc I ever buy. Uh, who are watching? You better pay through the court or pay according to the court order. When he's the real Joker, you should kind of treat that as fictional world. And when he's himself, which is kind of clown makeup or not the Joker look, that's pseudo-reality sometimes. And somehow Tuesday ended up being the day, the hour, <laughs> almost the minute of this huge, re the wrestling industry being revolutionized, man. Yeah. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 275 of the Wrestling Court, where we're going to talk about All Out and the completely crappy news that came out from ridiculous sources that tried to say, hey, we own all your names. But meanwhile, the truth came out days later. I'm your host, Julian and my co-host, Rob, is on, along with my, my special guest here today, Kevin Castle, the Don Tony Kevin Castle Show. First, Rob, how are you doing? Good. How you doing? Am I still, am I still referred to as from the Don Tony Kevin Castle? Well, there still is a, there still is a Don Tony Kevin Castle. Yeah, well, it should <laughs> be. I mean, over something. <laughs> I mean, he put the shows. The, he put the shows to Patreon, did he? Yeah, no. We're on. I'm just being a wireless now because people are trying to bait me all day. Like you know, uh, this thing was announced like two weeks ago. I love the diehard fans who haven't listened to the show in two weeks who know what's uh, going on. <laughs> I love. That. I'm such a fan. I'm like, this happened three weeks ago. It's like, oh yeah, I haven't really been listening lately. I'm like, then you're not a diehard fan. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we're on. We're on Patreon now, and actually, it actually works out. Like I have very weird luck. It actually works out. Two reasons. Number one. Um, I didn't really want to do Mondays anymore, honestly, on my own. I never really got to speak on it, so you're getting the exclusive here. I really don't want to do, I didn't want to do Mondays anymore because uh, Raw sucks. I thought doing a Raw recap show was the worst of all the recap shows to do. Um, there was some business stuff that like, just me and Anthony were not clicking with at all that I didn't agree with and, and stuff, and I wasn't going to do stuff if things were going to be a certain way and him same way. So it kind of we had talked about moving the show. to. So again, so everyone understands it wasn't an ambush. I knew all about it. I was informed about it. I knew about it. Um, so I wasn't like, oh, surprise, surprise. Um, I would have liked no, to have had a last like Monday, Monday show like, you know, like a fun, but we weren't ending and Anthony would have said the same thing, but we're not ending the show. We're on Tuesdays now. We'll find a show for what? It's not a final show, like a final Monday show. Like that, for what? So like Tuesdays going to Patreon turned out good. We do a recap and a watch along and comment on the matches as they're happening on television, which I've never done before. Uh, and and uh, NXT was something. I mean, I, unfortunately, Cross is hurt now. Our friend, you know, won the championship. Now he's out, but he'll be back soon. Uh, Balor winning the title now freshens up things a little bit over there. So I'm enjoying covering NXT on Tuesdays, and NXT is likely going to move to Tuesdays. If that's the case, that works out great for me and Anthony on Tuesdays to do uh, a live review as it, as it happens. And honestly, I like watching it better than Raw. And Tuesdays at nine o'clock are good. I don't, you know, you don't have to stay up all all night now. Mondays, 
because uh, I plan on going back to work eventually. So things happen for a reason. So I, I'm actually enjoying the Tuesday Patreon things. I'm sorry for anybody who, you know, doesn't want to pay the $2 a month to see it. I would hope that we're worth it. Believe me, no one knows money is more tighter than me in this last six months. So I'm not debasing anybody who, you know, oh, I don't, I don't even have $2 to spare. I've, I'm still there myself. But I would hope that, you know, people are trickling in and joining now and, uh, we're having a good time. Actually, I think me and Anthony had two solid shows the last two weeks in a row. No animosity. I'm not mad about anything. I'm, if anything, it just, in a weird way, it worked out, you know? Yeah, that's oh, a good, that's a good way that it works. Stuff, though. You know, people have to talk shit. You know, like, oh, well, I, was, this, I wasn't that, there. You know, Rob, the funny thing is I never gave a statement. I wasn't even on there to say anything. I never countered. I never was on the show to say anything. That's the only thing I didn't like. It's you can't speak for me. I'm the oldest guy out of the group here. I take offense at anybody who tries to speak for me. I'm 52 years old. I don't need anybody to speak for me. So, again, the, the people who are saying, well, what does Kev think? I'm like, well, listen to me on other shows and you'll hear what I think. But believe me, if I was mad and I thought I got scumbagged, I would have went scorched earth. I would have pulled Draper and we would have annihilated everybody in our path and left nobody standing. No, no joke. If, <laughs> I felt, if, standing. I, if I felt and my brother felt that I was really, really dicked over, this would be war right now. But it, I didn't feel that way. I mean, I, I didn't like the way certain things were handled, but that's always the case in partnerships and stuff. And again, Anthony wanted to do YouTube stuff and I supported him. It didn't affect my life either way. Wish him well and go do what you got to do. And I'm going to do the same thing. And you'll be seeing me and other outlets in the new year. I have offers all the time. And you think I'm not going to be in the business. I'm, I've been doing this 17 years between hotlines and podcasts. I have a name, you know, I was in Rolling Stone too. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have a name. I have my options. Uh, I'm enjoying the Patreon. I'm enjoying doing stuff for the fans who love the show. It's the first time I've gotten to speak on it at all. And uh, to me, it's like this all to do about nothing because if the party that everybody sees is dicked over is not mad, then what is there to talk about? That's completely true. And at least that is true versus what I'm going to bring up first. And mm -hmm. that was the news that broke on Friday where – Wrestling Inc. reported that Vince McMahon officially bans all WWE talent from associating themselves with third parties, Twitch Cameo, and talent given 30 days mm -hmm. to comply. I first, When I first seen this, I thought to myself, this is either true or not true, because you cannot sit there and say, hey, I own your name. Because this goes back to about a few years ago, me and Rob was going back at it about intellectual property. Mm -hmm. WWE owns the well, names I, I of do want to bring up, Sorry, I want to bring up really something. My friend who works with WWE messaged me privately. He was like, all right, so I can't speak on everybody, but Xavier Woods is safe because WWE, uh, apparently when he did the about down down and it started getting really big, uh, they grabbed onto that. So yeah. it's not I was, I was going to bring that up also. But that was the only thing I knew was, was that. But I asked him, what about everybody else? He's like, he did that whole like, I don't know, because at that time, that report that you heard probably did go out as verbatim. And then when the wrestlers started going, what are you talking about? Then they backtracked. You understand what I'm saying? So I believe, trust me on this, coming from someone, from, from my friend, you know, that it, it, when I asked about everybody else, he's like, I don't know. When he said it like that, you know, that means that they sent that out as is. Okay. It's either but that they set it out as I think it's either they set it out as it was if, probably or a, knee, a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. yeah. 
and then they they realize like someone's like hey vince maybe you shouldn't write exactly maybe we should like maybe we should think about this because like really like this is probably the worst time to have everyone get pissed off when you threaten to f find them suspend them or terminate them and some of your biggest wrestlers use that platforms like do you really want to push those buttons for what there's no reason for it like this doesn't the only person i, I get the reason why because was the lana bullcrap that someone used their, their their wwe name but most of the people we know other than i guess the cameo stuff don't use their wrestler names right you look for any like you look at seamus's youtube channel it's not called seamus it's called celtic warrior workouts right oscars is called kana chan tv yeah, yeah, she's Kana from the WWE, but she's not, she's not Asuka in those videos. She doesn't do anything about that, you know. Uh, see, even Xavier Woods' channel, really, he doesn't even call it. He comes up Austin Creed on that. But um, you know, my thing is that, like, I get you want to protect when it has something. When you say, "Hey, this is if Sasha goes, hey, this is Sasha Banks, and you're gonna drink Bang Energy, and all of a sudden, two weeks from now, Bang Energy turns out to give you cancer." I get that part, but you, I, I feel that it's. I, Rob, I'm, I'm, I just feel let like, me let me interject here, Rob. I knew from the start that they was not going to go for their legal names. Why? Because I've said it from before, and I'll say it again. It's their intellectual property. They own the names and the characters and the likeness that they created. <laughs> so that makes how, how did that second diesel work out? So. Oh my God! <laughs> that means all they had to do is just change the freaking name to their um, legal name. That's all they had to do. This should have never blown up the way it did. There's a reason it blew up the way it did, though. I'm because of the wording. You. Yes. You know, you don't threaten people who are who. Okay, let's be serious. This whole wrestling business, Vince makes his name on the bodies of the wrestlers. It doesn't matter. Like we've, I think we've talked about this many times in the past. Yeah, you can own the name Diesel. You try to rebrand Diesel as somebody else. We're all like, no, it's not Diesel. Like we don't care. It's like, I think it's weird when they want to own a name, for owning a namesake, like how they did what they did to the Dudley Boys, right? And over the years, these things happen. I get it. You want to own the property. But there needs to be better deals made. Maybe they need to. I think wrestlers need to get agents who don't work for WWE, who can help them with these contracts. Because the only one I know of is Sonya Deville. Yeah, see. Yeah, well, she, she, have, she has a. She works. Um, they have a talent agency for her, and I know that because um, I, I, think I saw her name on one. I saw her name on one of the bookings as the same one I was reaching out for for Walking Dead actor. Well, you know, that's my thing is like at the same time, I think they all need to be, they need to have their best interests and not just thinking they're smart enough to make a, a deal on their own. And I, I feel that, you know, all the old wrestlers, that was their names, man. Like, you know, Piper and Junkyard and Dusty, you know, you didn't own all these guys. They That's who they were. Like, I feel like these intellectual names, you know, I think it's silly when Vince wants to own it because what can you do with it after your wrestler leaves? Yeah, okay, you can make a deal, but then you still can't make a shirt with their likeness without their face. 
Right. Like there's like there's all these weird things that's like, oh yeah, you're just scumbagging for what? Like I feel like you, oh I created you. It's like it, I just, <laughs> Rob, I the, just feel over it's wrong. Rob, that's the cat yeah. Sorry. It has to do with the, well the intellectual property is how much bigger did it make you when you became that mm-hmm. character on the television? Um, it's it's like Ultimate Warrior. He came in as Dingo Warrior. Now he created the Dingo Warrior character along mm-hmm. with Gary Hart in World Class. Yes. Uh, Gary never came right, uh, claimed rights to it himself. He, he did that all the time. Bermuda, Kabuki. And if you read Gary's book, he created uh, Latin Hothrop Press. He didn't want anything from it. It depends on who you're dealing with. Uh, deal with a company and they feel they put you on television and now they're making you a star where you can make money from all different outlets by being that character that they help build you up. Uh, Ultimate Warrior had a good case because what he did was very simply show in court uh, footage from world class, shaking the ropes, wearing tassels with the face mm-hmm. paint, doing the patting of his chest. They're like, wow, it's a similar, it's the same character, tweaked a little bit. That's why he won his warrior case. Yes. Uh, you know, the Brutus Beefcake actually lost his case at one point because he was so many different names. And if you notice, after he left WWF, he was so many different names in WCW. Right, but they couldn't, the, once you hit success, like Roddy Piper came in, I'll give you almost an offshoot example. I came in, to, say Don Tony, Kevin Castle was a big big hit, like Opie and Anthony, whatever. Yeah. I was, I was Kevin Castle long before, and I can prove it. I was Kevin Castle because I ran a club called Castle Heights. My name goes back to 92. Uh, when I first started doing podcasts, I was Kevin from Sheepside Bay. Then I just decided to use, just like Anthony was not Don Tony. He was Anthony from Middle Village. Uh, so we, we just used our names and what cities we were from. We were kind of just dicking around. But then it started to get bigger. We had to have like show names. So I just figured I'll use my name that I use as a booker. You know, and I was like, okay, I'll just use that. So again, I, I can't copyright Kevin Castle. No one can because it's a real name. A lot of people mm-hmm. are named. As a matter of fact, people friend request me all the time. Go, dude, look, and they'll show me birth certificate. That's their legal name. And almost like in a joking way, it's like, my name is actually Kevin Castle. A guy from Ireland friend requested me about a week ago. Not even a wrestling fan. He just thought it was, uh, he, was he wanted to see if that was my real name. I didn't know what he was going to say to me. Oh, that's funny. And he just <laughs> said to me, it's my, my, my real name. Yeah, a guy from, uh, from uh, Dublin. And because uh, I know it's a real name. And when I Google it, there's mass amounts. So I could never copyright Kevin Castle. Nobody could. But I can be that if I'm using if I'm if I can prove that I've used it for now. 30 Entertainment years. outlet. Yeah, no yes. one's going to bother me about it. And what the fuck money am I going to make in this business? You know, I'm lucky I make uh, enough for a lemonade a week. You know, what I mean, so it's like uh, when you're dealing with big time money, Ultimate Warrior, big time play, even Bruce Beefcake at one point was a big star. I think it's just protecting the intellectual property and how you can make money within the future. And did their platform give you that next level of, well, this guy leaves me, he's going to make mass income because I, you know, on t-shirts, I got him on ice cream bars. He's probably thinking that, I didn't think that Vince McMahon wanted to own, when I first saw the story break, I didn't think that he wanted to own their real names. Me neither. I, I didn't, and I'm like everyone, and I didn't comment on it. And I want to, I'll give Anthony DT credit that I, the one thing I do like about him a lot, I'll never take this away from him ever is that he is like a research demon to the point of he will not comment on anything until he's positive about something. Now, listen, we both get it wrong. Everyone's gotten it wrong in this business. And we've had to maybe backtrack or take a step back. Okay, a little update on that. But just to jump on the bandwagon and say, because I saw everyone, Vince McMahon's got to go. This guy should retire. He should die, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, I just, it's, it, and I'm seeing even people I respect saying that. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Did, did he actually say that? Is there like an audio clip of him saying that? Like, I don't, I don't believe that. And then, again, the truth comes out. 
and it's the intellectual properties. It's not their real name. He doesn't want to own, like he didn't want to own Joni Lauer. He wanted to own China. China he didn't want to own Lexi Kaufman. Right, right. When, when they were I, trying I to say that, that I, I think it was more about, like I still, like when I talked to my friend, like he works at the corporate office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at that time, which was Friday, he legitly could not tell me what it meant because I'm telling you, something went wrong on Friday. Right. And then there's no way he meant it. Like you said, there's no way he can mean it. But I definitely think when you say like, when you, I, I felt I took it more as when you say like, you work for me, mm-hmm. uh, you should be lo- like, you know, these big corporate giants, you should be lucky that you work for me kind of a details. Like I created you and I can do whatever I want to. And then that's how a lot of these people feel. Like protecting a property is fine, but in the long run, they had to reword it. It definitely came out wrong. And that pissed off a lot of wrestlers. And then even to the word, to this day, they're still confused. But what do you mean by, um, what was the term they were using for the uh, third party? No, 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 no. The third, third party, party platforms? Third, third party, party platforms. Platform. Like, what do you mean by third party platforms? Everything is a third party platform. My Facebook page, my Instagram, my Twitter, <laughs> everything is a third party platform. So what, what are you specifying? You're going to talk about my Twitch because Twitch gives me money when I do stuff on Twitch. Is it is it Cameo? Is it YouTube? Because YouTube, they can make money. My problem is a company that claims to love to be part of that social media experience, which Vince harkens on it every quarterly meeting, how their wrestlers are part of the social media world and we're on the pulse of society. You hear them talk about it every goddamn quarter like if it was like Kool-Aid. And then you find out, well, do you know what third party means? Do you, are you just specifying certain platforms? Why you, then why would you exclude certain platforms? You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. Twitter's okay, but not Cameo. Cameo uh, YouTube's okay, but not Switch. Do you not realize that they're similar platforms? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, Is there more money that comes in from one than the other on that, though? Well, here's the thing. It depends on when, when YouTube, it, Cameo, YouTube, and Twitch means nothing if people don't pay. Right. It does not matter. And that just goes for, as a person who's a YouTube channel for the last 12 years, 10, 11 years, as a YouTube partner. Oh, okay. It doesn't mean shit if money doesn't come into you. You could be the biggest famous person. You could have 500,000 followers. But if no one watches the ads or doesn't get involved or does that YouTube uh, join button, which means you pay, mm-hmm. you make nothing. Even these big YouTubers making having a million subscribers are not pulling in a thousand dollars a month. Really? Oh, fuck could, that. yeah. I mean, uh, let me. Sorry, I've got to add in to something. But go ahead, continue, Rob. But but you know that's my thing. So like, so is that not viable because it's not enough money you can get out of it? Mm-hmm. And then cameo. Well, you know, certain wrestlers charge $500 to say something. Some people say for 65 bucks. I got a guy from the Avatar Last Airbender to wish my daughter a happy birthday for 75 bucks, and she was fantastically happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, it depends on what wrestlers. I know MJF charges $500 a pop to say something. Well, uh, Dijakovic was charging $15 last night. Yeah, he was charging 15 So, yeah. like, you know, really, you're going to get millions and millions. Of, so, like, why is it be- if it's just about I mean, saying, I'm, hey, gonna, I'm gonna also add to this. Um, other, other actors from other shows, when they're on cameo, also, 
or those other platforms, they do not use their character name. They use their real name. And the purpose for this crackdown was because of being more serious about WWE having their own version of Cameo or even Twitch. I believe that's the reason for it, too. WWE is going to have their own platform of Twitch oh, where great. different superstars <laughs> is going to have a schedule to have their own streaming there's whatever they're going to stream, either video games or watch parties or whatnot. That's what I believe WWE is going to do. So, like, tout? Is it? No, no, no. Not, not, create, not create. That, <laughs> that was no, piss. Rob. Not, that was piss. Not create their own version of it, but a WWE Twitch account. That's what I believe is going to happen. And a WWE Cameo account. But isn't. I don't know how I could say this another way. So once again, they're going to funnel the fans to one location instead of just letting the fans choose what they want to watch. Now, let's be serious. Uh, I, I talked to somebody about this recently. There are people who are big-time lovers of video games, right? And they watch people play professionally yes. on Twitch, on YouTube. There's people that are watching up, up, down, down. They don't give two living shits about wrestling. Legit. They don't care. I found out like four people at my job like last year was like, oh man, watch this guy Austin Creed. I'm like, you mean Xavier? You watch Xavier Wizard? Who the hell? He's a wrestler. No, 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 dude, this is a, a gamer. And I'm like, then you're not watching his videos probably. That's that's Austin Creed is Xavier Woods, a professional wrestler. He has wrestlers on all the time. It's right. up, up, down, down. And they didn't even know because they were watching it because of the game content. So by forcing people to go to a like. Oh, WWE's thing. Then you're going to make fans that might get confused. Going, oh, WWE has a Twitch. I wonder what's going to happen there. Oh, they're just playing video games. I don't care about that. Or oh, they're doing a podcast. I don't care about that. So, but you just let the wrestlers do their thing on their platforms. It's yeah. not hurting nobody. But guys, don't you think? I mean, I know it's funny. I was listening to Jim Cornette talk about this, and he sided on too. the McMahon side on one point, and he sided on something. He took a split division on this, and I kind of agree with him. Would Xavier Woods, was he doing up, up, down, down when he was uh, that old character doing the uh, Apollo Creed gimmick and impact 10 years ago? No, no 10 wasn't. years ago, no, because Twitch wasn't right, right. a thing. And then I got that. But why Twitch became a thing, he became a WWE superstar. See, these are hard things to prove. Uh, Vince McMahon, in his mind, I'm thinking, and I think it's not even his old man mind, in his business mind, I think if you were even a 35-year-old executive, you would think this. This guy is famous for being in New Day. We created New Day along with them. We pushed them. We made him a star. We gave him cereal and stuff. When he goes out and does stuff, he's, Xavier, he's capitalized on the Xavier Woods thing. This up, up, down, down, because a lot of wrestling fans are gamers. That is true. It's like a lot of wrestling fans are into rock and metal and hip-hop. That's true, too. Yes. This guy is definitely capitalizing off, and we should get a piece of the action, even if it's 10%. From a business perspective, I think McMahon is saying, all right, Let's let's test this. Let's release him outright. Release him for a year, and let's see if he keeps those same numbers on up, up, down, down from the casual well, quote unquote. Like fan. I said, it would probably a, he'd probably have a nice boost, but in a year you'd probably see it go down, 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 down. He probably would see because he's not getting he's not getting regular publicity anymore from mainstream. Well, no, here's the problem: is that 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 doesn't really fly anymore overall. A lot of YouTubers did jump, like a guy like Miro uh, Rusev. His Twitch is huge because he is Rusev. Is, is it still as big? I heard is he's not as big anymore. 
I well, heard he he's lost almost. He lost. He did, but eventually he's still he's still coasting. He's doing fine. He's also not he's in a promotion right now. He's not wrestling. Right. But out of sight, out of mind sometimes. But know? my thing is also with him is that, uh, you know, he capitalized because of who he is, right? And then, of course, he changes in the mirror. But with Xavier Woods, he made sure he did this separately. He did this on his own. It never interfered. First out. When you're doing something on your own, it doesn't feel with the job you're at handed. They really shouldn't be bitching what you're doing on your side. Okay, if you're doing anything on the side for fun, they were playing games every day. Xavier Woods was known for bringing video games on the road, playing with his friends. And when Twitch became a thing, he said, I want to do this. And he made sure he did not call himself Xavier Woods. He never did. It was always Austin Yeah, he was, smart. he was smart about that. He always called himself Austin Creed. And any wrestler that came to play with him on, he didn't use their names. He just said, what – Name can we make up for you? There's no real names on the show. But, but guys, but guys, he got those people: Ruby Riot, Alexa Bliss, WWE stars, because he's meeting them in the locker room that's provided that's by the true, WWE. But for the first first two years of the show, it really wasn't those guys. It was really himself playing games. He'd bring in once but in the, a while. But then, it, but that once he got a name, though, Rob. You, I mean, you can't deny that. You know, run into hey Braun Strowman. Don't you think it would be funny if you come on my show? But Adam, I mean Adam, come on as Adam. Sure. I mean, it's kind of, you know, yeah. If you're using an algorithm to go search for this, you will not find it because those names do not appear in the search engine. So in that respect, on YouTube and on Twitch, that will not show up because he will not be using WWE Superstar as a tag. He will not be using any of those things that you would search Rob, in the engine for. Rob, we may know that, but to the people, to the 10 people that's yeah. going to be curious watches, they're not going to know that. No, that, that, that's bullshit. They have to know. Yeah, you could call, that's how Rob, you algorithms could call it, work. Rob, you could call it bullshit if you want. About, but <laughs> you call I'm it, telling you what algorithms do. There's no way if you're not... Yeah, you can say Xavier Woods, but never did he promote it on the New Day show. Never did he do it in wrestling. He wasn't wearing an up, up, down, down shirt in the ring. Nothing cross-promoted that. Did it did not know. Wait, didn't he brought, wait, didn't he brought the belt to the ring one time? Oh, hold on. After WWE got their hands on it and they saw he got big on his own then they got involved only after that's the point he did it on his own with no help no promotion just being a gamer yes now, having <clears throat> your friends on the play is cool but if he was an ass shit piece of garbage video gamer who didn't go to Japan and didn't love playing video games, didn't know the history of games, gamers wouldn't give two shits who the hell he was. Now, let's That's put, the it, point let's of the put show. it like this, Rob. If, if and when he decides to leave WWE soon, he's going to have to create an entire new channel because Up Up Down Down is WWE's property now. Now, that's the problem is that. Yes. Like, but he already said in an interview that, you know, once, I think they reached, when he reached 500,000, WWE got interested. It was like it was a half a million subscribers. WWE started letting him have people on, but he still kept it his way. He refused to let people use their real their wrestling name because he wasn't. Maybe was is not dumb, and then he realized that he wants to think outside of wrestling. He said in an interview like two years ago, "I'm doing this not just because I love games. I want to work in games. Like I have other plans." He said that in a big interview. And I believe he does because he has a PhD. He's a very educated man. He knows that, like, you know, I'm not going to be stupid to kill myself for wrestling until I'm 60, right? I have a career and I have a knowledge in games and now I have a connection. 
he wants to be making games. He that's where he sees himself within the next five to ten years. And he's still pretty damn young. Yeah. I, was he thirty two at best? Like you know, he's still on the young side. So he's got a whole life ahead of him to do this. And if he's doing what he feels and then working with WWE doesn't hurt. But I'm going to say that it wasn't that he did that. And because I got I got to dig you out for one second, my my okay. sick. I'll be right back. Okay. Do you think? Got it, Rob. But that's my thing. I, I feel like at the same time, I get people's perspectives on it, but I feel that a lot of these guys did it on their own. People who know Asuka, you're going to say, oh, she got popular because she's Asuka. No, she got bad because she was always been popular. Plus, Kana has a career that expands for years, that people know her. All right? Just because more people – I just feel that – I don't feel that you should funnel everything the wrong way. Let them have it. Because it brings attention to your product. Now, a guy like AJ Styles and like, see, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Xavier Woods, Kana, you know, whoever else has all these YouTube Speaking channels. Speaking of AJ, did you see his last stream where his son was like, I don't watch WWE? Really? No, yes. I don't watch his streams. I, I, it's hard because, I, you know, we've, we've how I, I, I normally don't watch his streams, but I just happened to watch that one because he was on, he was on the train. How, how long have we been, we been friends? Well, 10 years, me and you? At yes. least? How, you know I used to love AJ. I love AJ. I still think he's one of the greatest wrestlers ever. But I can't sit and listen to him talk, man. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't mean no disrespect. But, but, but it's talking, I just don't care. <laughs> but do you think Jodo is listening to that and thinking to himself, okay. Um, well, they we got gotta, pissed at him, right? I don't know if they did, but do you think if they listen to that, they'll be like, um, we got to start micromanaging this shit? You know, I think, it, yeah, you know, once again, it's a whole contract thing that what is really in their contracts? Because I would like to see a legit contract that's recent. Because I feel that a lot of these uh, things. DT, he went on, on his show on Friday. He actually brought up one of their contracts. How old was it? It's recent. Whose whose contract was it? Not, uh, names were blurred out, but it was recent. It had all the intellectual property stuff that was on there. But intellectual properties of what? I mean, there's no intellectual property if it's just like they're not trying to make an action figure on their own. They're not trying to. That's going to say like you know Alexa Bliss. They're not doing Alexa Bliss YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing any of that. Most of these people, except whatever. I know Lana said it wasn't her. But Lana legitimately made a contract on her own with the name Lana. You're not supposed to do that. Absolutely. You can't, you know? And But, like, you know, everybody else, for the most part, has been pretty much using their regular names. For, other than Cameo. I'm assuming Cameo, they're probably saying Sasha Banks and, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. They all, they all changed the names on Cameo. A lot of them. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that's all, that's all it really is. This thing should have never but blown up that day. No, no, it has to if, blow up. Because hold on, hold on, Rob. If um, WWE would have worded it properly. Yes. If WWE would have worded it properly instead. But I do believe, like I said, after I talked to my friend, I feel that there was a – something occurred. Sometime Thursday, something happened, okay, that really pissed people off in WWE. Could it be the AJ Styles saying he had COVID on his, on his Twitch stream? Nah. Because the whole thing with The Rock? Well, they said it was a possibility because The Rock, and he was talking about The Rock, and he had said he had it like a month ago. Like, they didn't want wrestlers talking about that. You know that, right? That was a big thing. Uh, talent cannot say they had COVID. That was 100% against the rules. 
then the whole thing with Lana with the bang yeah, injuries. First out, hey, sorry, about, is everything okay? Uh, no, my cat's been very sick for the last few weeks, and I, oh, I gotta kind of, I gotta tend to her. Sometimes she throws up our medicine, and right. yeah, I've been. Yeah, How old is she? Ten. No, sorry. Yeah, she's been uh, battling uh, stomach uh, issues. They're still not even really sure what it is. Uh, you know, like uh, fifteen hundred hours later, they don't know what it is. You know, uh, are you, you okay, Kev? For... Wait, hold on, Rob. Are you okay, yeah. Kev? Uh, you could. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm fine. She's uh, she's lying down right here now. She's fine. Okay, because okay, you know, my cat, my cat, when she had that, uh, it turns out her kidneys were failing. Yeah. And they I took don't... it took two different doctors to figure it out. Yeah. She's so uh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, she's, she'll be okay. I mean, she has her good days and bad days, you know? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take you out of the... Uh, no, 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 no. Hey, hey, fam, that's family regardless. We don't play that. Let's get to AEW's All Out. Yes. Holy shit. Well, this pay-per-view happened on Saturday. This is supposed to be three hours, but it went four freaking hours. Four. <laughs> plus the pre-show, five. And... I felt sorry for all the fans that had to stay there in the scorching humidity heat over there for over 100 degrees for five hours. I really felt for those fans. They was freaking drained, man. I mean, they were drained from the first hour in, and I started to feel bad for them. But I also have to say, before we start going through this match by match, the only match I actually enjoyed was the women's title match. I didn't. I love the pre-show matches. I didn't hate them. I thought they were good for what they were. Uh, I, I love Hikaru Shida and, and um, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Yeah, my brain farted on that one. Uh, hmm. I thought they did fantastic. I thought they told a great story. I did a good job. I don't. I didn't hate a lot of the show. I did feel that it did not need to be four friggin' hours. No, it did not. Way too long. Uh, I. I I ended up watching. I give my, my part of my part of my gimmick is uh, I don't like AEW, which I really don't. But uh, I just again, I, to me, I get WCW feels from 2000, 2001 before I went to business. Uh, I I just find that most of their roster to be disinteresting, corny. Definitely not for me. And I, you know, I don't agree with Jim Cornette on a lot of things. I agree with him and Brian on many things on AEW. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I know cool. I think I know cool. I, I just, I don't see cool in it. It's not that, oh, you're not 18. No, when I was 18, I would have thought this was a shit still. <laughs> um, so again, I, uh, the Young Bucks would have never been cool in any circle in my world ever. Even if I was the biggest nerd in the world, I don't get it. Uh, you know, I'm a guy, so I see Penelope Ford, even at 52, that's a hot girl. It's a hot chick. I don't care if it's not politically correct to say. I watch it just to kind of ogle her, and then I turn the channel. She's like the Kelly Bundy of wrestling. Um, and then I see the, Thunder Rose I like personally. I've interacted with her online. She's really cool. Follow each other on Twitter. Uh, I've been a fan of hers for a while now, and I'm glad to see her doing things. And, again, I, she's like Cross. She connects to fans in a female way, like uh, Karen Cross. Yes. Connects to her fans responds back to them, doesn't think she's above the fans, doesn't think it's a bother to be questioned by fans or get messages, even leaves her messages and uh, DMs open sometimes, uh, which, you know, you got to be careful with. And I tell Cross the same thing. Um, but just reminds me of the female Cross. It's super fan friendly, appreciates podcasters who put her over before she was anything. And, and that's why uh, she has a, a real loyalty to people like that. Again, very similar to our relationship with Carrie Cross. And uh, again, I'm so happy to see, and I'm so glad that she came in 
and stole the show, an outsider from yes. the NWA came in. It was most talked about. I'm almost like, great. I love to see that. <laughs> that just goes to show you how good is your roster. Thunder Rose is only, you know, Thunder Rose is only in business for six years. That's it. Yeah. I'm, wa- I'm watching this show and I'm watching this show. And there are many points during all of the matches where I think to myself, when is it going to be time for Tony Khan to step in and tell these guys, no, you cannot do that. I mean, right. du- how many times Dusty Rhodes scolded a lot of kids and told them, don't do shit you do not know how to do? Yeah. We got a prime example from that from the first match in all the way up until the incident with Matt Hardy. But let's let's get right to it. Big Swole and Britt Baker, the tooth and nail match. How garbage was this? How garbage was this? It was the it worst made, it made me, Hold on. Match. It made me question why was this even on the main card yeah, if everybody yeah. wanted it. Everybody wanted this match to be on the main card until we found it out it was going to be a to cinematic be, it match. Was, it was supposed to be a pre-show match, personally. Originally, it was not. It was supposed to be on the main card. Then they said, we're going to put on the pre-show to get people to do the buy-in because they figured it would tie people in to come watch the show. Yes. Honestly, after watching it, I'm like, man, I wish that was on the pre-show. because I was thinking that, too. It just... it, it I don't know. I like Britt Baker. I think she's very good at character. She does very well. Uh, I just felt that Big Swole wasn't good in this. I, I fully agree. Big Swole needs more seasoning. And it really showed during this whole cinematic, not even on a cinematic match, but the match previously, on the previous week, where it was the handicap match, where it was a whole box match during that match. Yeah. There's a lot that goes wrong with, uh, I feel, with cinematic matches. Uh, here's the thing about doing matches that aren't in a ring and you're a wrestler. You either going to know how to do it really good or you're not. Okay? Are you going to have a fight or are you going to tell a story? That's why when Braun Strowman and the match with John Cena with, with, um, uh, Bray with, the Fiend, with The Fiend, there was very little wrestling involved in those cinematic matches because there shouldn't be. Because when they try to make it too much wrestling, Bray Wyatt had a match with, with Randy Orton it was a whole whatever swamp water back alley crap fucking. It was garbage, and, and neither wrestler worked in that situation. You can't. You have to choose. Is it going to be a wrestling cinematic match, or is it going to be a storytelling? Because if it's going to be storytelling, there was too much fighting, and too many of the spots look stupid. How are you going to hand a, a diploma to a fucking Reba, Reba and then put your elbow through the glass part? Where's the logic? Uh, here, hold this so I can break the glass with my elbow. What the fuck? It, it just looks stupid. And you know I'm the AEW guy. I like AEW. But that is fucking stupid. It looks stupid and it looked bad. And it made the match. Can I, bring up, can I bring up how bad the lighting and the audio was during that match? You know what the best part was? Actually, Two things got me about the match that made me laugh. The first was the referee going to ring the bell. I'm like, it's taped. Who's ringing the bell in the office? <laughs> like, that, like, no one's going to question the referee going, ring the bell. What bell? It, there's no bell in the dentist office. Anyway, and then the needle part, I thought was that was a cool spot. I, I, I have to give it to him. I thought the needle spot was crazy. Because that's, you know, when you, dentist needles and shit alone stabbed in the leg. I got to give it. I, I, that was the only two spots I liked. You know, I like Britt Baker as a heel. I, I like her. I think she's attractive. I like the dentist gimmick. Uh, the the rebel girl. What is her name? Reba now. Uh, Reba. She mi- Reba. she misspells misses her name. All the well, time. it's fine. I I, knew, I remember seeing her as Rebel on Impact. I thought another one, attractive girl, not a bad wrestler. Had a few different looks over the years, so sometimes I didn't recognize her. But she's good as the uh, assistant or whatever the second to uh, 
Britt Baker. Now, Big Swole's another one. Again, she comes off like she's Miss Jackie or something, like this experienced badass bitch and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I never even heard of her until last year. I'll be honest with you. And I, again, they're putting her in these spots, and I'm not sure what the deal is with her. I know she's married to uh, Cedric Alexander. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get her. You know, I get her whole thing. She's supposed to be, again, uh, like a modern day Miss Jackie, kind of like a tough you know, uh, a woman and stuff. You want her to be calls, like calls jazz. everybody hoe and bitch like, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, almost like a jazz, but she comes off more like Miss Jackie. But I, again, I you know those women were very seasoned by the time they got the big spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yes, Miss Jackie was mixed tes- Texas and world class and Florida mm-hmm. Memphis and worked the circuit and uh, what, what I mean before him. You know, I, I don't know anybody's gonna be a backstory on Big Swole. All I know is I do a wrestling podcast. I never heard of her until last year. Uh, that's I do my weekly podcast. I've never heard her name come up until she came into this territory. So I don't know where she came from, where she was big. If she had some minute of success in Shimmer, which is the play nobody watches. So again, I always laugh with someone. <laughs> Dude, the, first, the first time I've seen her was at the Mae Young Classic. Yeah, like Jazz. Jazz was in ECW for years before she got a shot at the W. So, again, these girls come out the box uh, and, and get on TV. And just like, what's their, the, the woman, um, uh, and I'm not even being a wise-ass, I don't remember her name. Uh, they're not, their version of Nia Jax, what's her name? Rose. Nyla Rose. Nyla I almost Rose. called her Rosa, pa- Rosa Parks. What the fuck am I thinking? Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's Wednesday. Rosa it's Parks. not your fault. Yeah. Rosa, I mean, Parks. Rosa Parks. <laughs> Rosa Parks. I don't know where I got that from. Uh, of course, I know who that is. But I'm just saying, I, I could not remember her name. Nyla Rose. Just out the out of the blue, I, I again I do wrestling podcast. I'm on Twitter for years and and covering wrestling. I never heard of these people, you know. So it's just like I I heard of Penelope before. That's the funny thing. I knew who she was last year when all these people got added to the roster. I'm like, who's that? Who's that? I, I never, and I have to go. I look them up on Wikipedia, and even their accolades are very trivial. It's like, wow, they got a nice break for barely doing anything in the business. You know, that's like a guy who gets on a big podcast, and what you see, you look at his back, and you go, "Well, two years of college podcasting." I'm like, that's it. That's all he did. So it's like, you know, something. Listen, I don't begrudge anybody getting a break and not having to work the circuit. You know, like like how many years me and Don Tony did this before anybody knew who the fuck we were, uh, and you guys too. You guys are doing this for a long time. Yes, I, I, I I love the whole thing of earning your stripes i think it's still very important if i had kids i would put them on it to earn it earn it earn it or build something up so no one could ever call you somebody who just jumped yeah. leapfrogged everybody but that's my problem with their roster i mean Britt baker had a little experience i don't i guess because there was a a shallow end of the talent pool because wwe ate up all the the, yeah. the girls who really had the experience sure. so i mean thunder rosa coming on there honestly she comes in with better accolades than half the people she's wrestling and, and, and well, as soon as as soon as uh, Thunder, sorry, I was about to say Rob. As soon as Thunder Rosa and her had that match, every one of the women at that AEW roster should have looked at that match and felt embarrassed. Why? Because two yes. two women that came there that are one that's from NWA and the other that's from Japan. Two women that came there that did a better match than any other AEW women match I've seen. Yep. Every one of those women back there should be embarrassed. Absolutely. It's the problem because they had some names that they brought in for the Casino Battle Royal that they didn't get to sign. Exactly. Uh, uh, Chelsea Green. Chelsea show. Green. Why didn't they sign no. Chelsea Green? I don't get that. Maybe they just she didn't want the deal because Maybe. look, uh, what's uh, what's her name? Martina. Um, Mercedes. Um, Mercedes. They passed on Mercedes. Yeah. Didn't they pass on. I, no, they. I don't know what to do. Well, she came to the pay per view and then she ended up signing with NXT, and you're like, wow. I'm like, that's the name you needed. 
because she's. I mean, great. she always Mercedes always wanted to go to WWE though. Oh, well, that's maybe, maybe that's the deal. But you know, she did the show, and uh, the fans were hot for her because they all knew who she was. There was lots of names. Like I was excited for Jazz. I'm like, Jazz has been doing this for 20 plus years. You know, she's the she was the NWA champion for a bit. She's yes. doing her thing. She's a badass chick to this day. Still wrestles phenomenally. Yeah. Why didn't we sign her? Why wasn't she brought in? Like, you know, I like having Awesome Kong as like she's in the backstage role more than in the in the ring role. But I felt like, you know, hey. Grab Jazz, bro, because she's something you could build a division on. You got history. She's got history. But she's uh, a- guys, don't you think it isn't it funny how older male wrestlers no problem, older women wrestlers non-existent. They all got to be young cuties and upcoming, uh, uh, you know, fresh new faces. But they don't have a problem signing every Tom, Dick, and Harry male who's over thirty-eight years old. You know what I'm saying? Well, Isn't that funny? Yeah. Is like, who, name, name, is there one girl on the right? Maybe, maybe they looked at Mercedes Martinez as well. Not sign this 40 year old. Are you kidding me? I mean, while well, Jericho's I mean, like, 49. They got, they got awesome column, like I said. She's, she's like, is she on TV though every week? But she's no, not. No, no, she's regular, mostly right? backstage, hired for yeah. more backstage purposes. Right. My thing is, you know, I don't mind having a young roster when you try to be a new show. And I understand you don't want to bring too many whatevers, but I feel that with the women's division, you know, they, I think they were really. What was the girl that smiles all the time? She's in Impact Wrestling right now. She left the company. Um, ah, uh, Rosemary. No, 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 no. She, still, she was still. She's oh, Kylie. Kyle, Kyle, oh, like a Bailey ripoff. Kind yeah, that. Oh, Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Yeah, Kylie like, Ray. Like they were pushing her to be something big. They wanted like her. Their, their, their right. version of Bailey. Yeah. They saw a lot in her, but she wanted out, and then she went back to Impact. And to this day, we still do not know what happened. No, we don't. We don't know what happened, and she's even partaking in these dopey Wrestle House skits that Impact does every week. I don't know if you guys watch Impact. It's really yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it. <laughs> it's really stra- it's really strange that she chose to go wrestle. She must have really not liked the situation there to go to Impact. I mean, that's a weird move for a young star to choose Impact over uh, you know the second biggest uh, brand with yeah. deep, deep pockets. You have to really be unhappy if that's the case. Well. You don't know. People are weird, bro. People, people do like are this. Weird. They people don't. Are. People just, especially wrestlers. I mean, with all due respect, I'm saying a million times. I'll say it a million times more. To be a wrestler, you can't be right. It's it's just facts of life. Yeah. You don't get into a show business of any kind where you're willing to hurt your body for money weekly. Yeah. <laughs> and when I they know. say, "Hey, here's twenty five bucks. You want to blade your face tonight?" Sure. You have to not have. No, no, money. no, Rob. It you have better. to be on it. <laughs> Rob, it gets better. And you know what I'm about to say. It gets I know you fucking guys better. <laughs> hey, um, do you want to go off the scaffold tonight for 15 bucks and a hot dog? I swear, I'll book you again next time for free. You know what I think is that? Hey, look, if I had, if I was 22 and I didn't fucking get hit by a compact, I, I almost did stupid shit like that when I had the wrestling company. I, I did spots, but spots I felt I could do safely. I would never do anything to hurt anybody. But then again, that's 20 years ago, and I see you guys now, and I'm like – I gotta give just anyone taking a regular bump. I'm like, damn, fuck, you're amazing. Just anyone takes a regular bump now, and I'm like impressed because I know taking a bump hurts, bro. I'm like, I know when I had a wrestling organization 20 plus years ago, like that was those bumps hurt when I was fucking 20. Like, now you did that, you did that to like just see how it felt because you were on the business side of that wrestling thing. Well, you know, the thing is, like, it was the whole thing. I wanted to be, I was, I booked the show and I was going to be head writer. I was also, but then I'm six foot tall and it was like, if we're taking bumps, get the fuck in that ring. And I'm like, you know what? It's only fair. 
if if these guys are going to take bumps on a show for me, mm-hmm. I have to be able to do the same thing. And also, I was teaching them how to do camera because I went, I, I, you know, I went to film school. I, I did comic books and writing, so I could teach them the part that that they couldn't grasp. A lot of wrestlers don't have that camera talk. They don't know how to cut a promo. And I was there. That was my job was to like, guys, when you go talk to the camera, you gotta fucking make love to that camera. Let me show you. And we do cut promos and film scenes, and we do all the crazy shit. I did every aspect of it because when you're that small, you do every aspect of that because you don't. Have a staff, right? So, but out of respect, yeah, I got into that ring and I actually enjoyed it. And I, you get a, a feel that when you got a crowd, even if it's five people, you get hot, man. Like you get hyped. And I, I can't. You know, Julian will shit on those guys that do those crazy spots. In the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, they're stupid for doing that. And I would never let my wrestlers do anything that crazy. Uh, I would always gimmick everything. I would gimmick a table. I would gimmick a chair just so it wouldn't hurt so much. Because once again, we don't have the money. To, I don't want no one dying. But my brain. I know when I'm in the ring, I have a spot, and I did you know, off the top rope. I had this crazy move I did, and the crowd lost their shit. I don't care if it's five of them or 500 or 30. You get, like, an adrenaline. It's like, I guess, I don't want to say, like, drugs. It's not like drugs. But you know what, that, that adrenaline feeling in your body? Like, damn, that was so much fucking fun. I wonder what they saw. And then you look it back at the tape, and you're not impressed. <laughs> and you're like, but like, that looked like shit. But they loved it. So I get I get the idea, like these crowds want to do shit, and you, you're part of wrestling, but you can't. I, you, in my brain, I, I was too normal to allow things to a degree, and I knew it was never going to be something I did forever. But I loved the time I did it. But at the same time, I, I, I you, you can't be normal doing this stuff, so you have to worry about it. And speaking of which, uh, as we're speaking, guys, right now, Matt Hardy is coming out to address the crowd. Yeah, so we should talk. We, that, we should talk about that. <laughs> well, they're saying uh, I'm, um, I'm seeing OTRS Central's posting that. Matt Hardy's trying to pretend he didn't get a concussion and everybody's just going to believe him. Uh, I wonder if, he, yeah, if he's going to, I mean, I don't believe that anybody can hit their head that hard, hard way on a concrete floor from a fall and can't get a concussion. I just don't believe that. Well, here's my, you know what, let's, let's get, let's get right to that match. Uh, so it started on the football field and then it went to the forklift spot. The first thing that came to my head while me and the lady was watching is who was lifting the forklift up? Like who was lifting it up? I think, I think one That's of them that. was operating. Right, one of them was doing it. Right? No, the no, it was, they were both oh, on top. It's a scissor, right? They call it a scissor for. Yeah, sorry, it's a, yeah. a scissor. Uh, and it's yeah, it's like it uh, it extends up. I doesn't. I thought someone, one of the guys there, was just fucking hitting a button and it just goes up. It's uh, isn't it embedded onto the where they were on the panel? Just can't one of them just press a button? You, yeah, uh, but there's no way that they did that because they were fighting each other. I'm assuming someone. Off camera was in on those. Yeah, that's two, sure. that's when you do the scissor with the scissor lift, there's a button control on the bottom and in the box. When I oh, do okay. it, at, when at my job we have a scissor lift and you can control it either way. So, it's, depot, yeah. safer, <laughs> it's very so, safer to actually work it from the outside. <laughs> you don't want to be. <laughs> my friend, my friend works for Home Depot, and I was I went to meet him once, and he was on one of them, and I was watching the way it was coming up, going up and going down at Home Depot. So that's how I know about it. I'm like, oh, I think. Hey. He, they go high, bro. They go Oh, he was pretty high because, like, he I, I showed up ten minutes early and he was still working, and uh, that's how when I saw that I'm like, oh my! I just saw my friend on one of those a few months ago. But yeah, let's go to this. Uh, one. First, yeah, I, want, I just want to say that I didn't care. This is the one story. Is, as much as I I like oh, Samoa, right, I, I don't think this match needed to happen to begin with. Let's no, just talk about that. Oh, There's oh, no oh. reason for this match. Well, go oh, on. Let me let me begin to paint the picture here. So while they're up there, Sammy goes for the spear. Matt's head hits the concrete. 
Matt's body was laid freaking cold on the ground, unconscious for 45 seconds. I count. I counted again when I've seen the footage the next day. 45 seconds. No response. And referee um, <clears throat> the referee um, I keep forgetting her name. Audrey Al- Albert. Yeah, Audrey Edwards or whatever. Oh, sorry, Audrey Edwards. She threw up the X signal because she even saw it for herself that this guy is not good at all. And what does what happens next? Doctor Sampson, the same one who saved Jerry Lawler's life, he practically he says, "Hey, Matt Hardy, um, are you are you okay? Can you go?" Matt Hardy tells him yes, and he says, "Okay, good, go." Hey, I had a concussion two years ago, and I did not know where the heck I was, and I was just saying a lot of random shit. That's exactly what Matt Hardy was doing there. He tried to get up, but he fell not once but twice, especially the second time when he tried when he pulled Sammy Guevara down. This was quite freaking disgusting in all kinds of levels, especially when they went straight to the finish of the match. Tony Khan said he stopped the match, but who was the one who who continued the match? If he called for this match to stop. Who continued it? That could have been him also. So they went straight to the – hold on, Rob. Hold on. They went straight to the finish, which was worse for for me to even look at to see a a possibly concussed Matt Hardy climb up that damn rail for Samuel Guevara to take his damn stunt spot. Absolutely ridiculous. Hated every single second of it. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have to say one thing. And hold on, Rob. Uh, Rebby Hardy tweeted. <laughs> Rebby Hardy tweeted out one thousand or one million percent concussion right there. Rebby Hardy had a oh, right. By the way, to she's post. she's there right now. By the way, <clears throat> Rebby Hardy had a right to tweet that, and AEW had a right to get shitted on for that because Tony Khan did not know how to handle that situation. He has to learn that hey, you're you may be taking pictures and shit with all your buddies in AEW. But it's time to put the boss suit on and tell these guys you cannot do all this silly shit. Well, number one, let's just get into this first. A, Bobby <sighs> Hardy and the babe there at the arena as Matt's talking. Okay, I don't know what they're saying because I haven't muted. Um, number one, I did not care about this match leading up to it regardless. I didn't feel that this was a good storyline. I think this benefited Sammy Guevara as a young wrestler. And I really want Matt Hardy to realize you are not Jeff. You don't need to be Jeff. There are no reasons in your career now. You see the way Matt wrestles. Matt's a very stiff wrestler because his body's broken. Okay? He's had surgeries. He's had back issues. He was out from WWE for, what, six months? Longer. Longer? With with back issues. He comes here. You want to help wrestlers. I get you love wrestling. Wrestle a different style. Okay? Let's be serious. Matt was never high flyer. And yeah, they practiced the spot several times. It doesn't matter if you practice the spot several times. Anything can go wrong in any time. And as an older wrestler, he needs to know his limitations too as a wrestler. Okay? Matt was never the high flyer. Yes, he was part of the Hardy Boys, but what did he ever do? The top rope leg drop thing? Jeff, hold on. The- um, sorry to interject, Rob. The last thing Matt said on that promo was, uh, "Let's see when I'm cleared." That was the last thing he said. Yeah, we just said right now. Okay, I didn't. When I, I'm, I have no, no, no. That's what he said. When I'm cleared, keep that in mind. When Tony Khan kept saying, "Oh, he's okay, he's okay." Well, well he's not cleared right now. He just said that on TV. Yeah, he just said it. Okay, I, I haven't muted. I couldn't hear what he said. I have no. Uh, so I don't have to get the closed caption on fire, the fire stick, but whatever. All right, whatever. I, either way, like. 
I love Matt Hardy reinvented himself years ago, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to be the jerk. I the Hardy Boys have run their course as as a career. Of course, of course, of course. You know, and I mean no disrespect to them. I will no. never take anything away from either one of them. But my God, he did not have to do that fucking spot. No, but he, he's trying. To, he doesn't need to do that. Spot. He could have done a whole different storyline. He's been doing crazy, silly stuff this whole time. Why do we need a spot like that? Two, that means there was going to be two spots. They both went through the table because Matt, you know, Sammy went through the table too. They both went through the goddamn table. Sammy's 20, okay? it's 20 years younger he's than you. But then Sammy was going to do another spot where he goes to another thing. Why did this spot have to happen? Who? Like, I want to know who booked the match. Was this Matt's booking? Because Matt has a lot of say-so backstage. Did he set this match up? Because if that was the case, well, I don't also let wanna, him make any decision. I also want to know if they got rid of that freaking doctor. I what I 100% want to uh, freaking know. Samson. Samson. Yeah, Sam, no, I want to know if they got rid of him. Uh, I, yeah, no, I don't know. But, but, you know, Rob and um, Julian, I can tell yeah. you as an older guy, okay, I'm around this constantly by guys my age between 45 and 52 who constantly have to they, – they are very threatened by younger generations. They cannot get out of the way. They cannot admit they are not what they used to be. I look better than ever. No, you don't. Uh, I mean, that's, 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 that's so, a good, so your girlfriend's true. Your girlfriend and wife's job to tell you that. And then when they walk away, they pull their crossed fingers out from behind their back. Uh, it's, it's again, I'm 52 and I can't, I, I could say this. I have wisdom that I can match wits with anybody in wrestling and history. I'll go on a show and I'll go. But if someone asked me to take like, you know, the, the uh, physical challenge, even if I was, 175 pounds in great shape, my old self or whatever. I couldn't compete against a 25 year old that way. It's just, it's not, that's not the way it goes. That's why you don't see, that's why Mike Tyson is fighting uh, Roy Jones, <laughs> Roy Jones and not an upcomer. He's fighting. It's a senior, it's a seniors league. Mike Tyson's not making a comeback to fight now. Hey, Kat, modern it's, young it's fighters. Old timers, it's old timers day. Yeah, I got to deal with this all the time true. around God. This yeah. is why I hang around guys. Honestly, I hang around my, my best current best friends are, 28 31 and 37 because i cannot deal with anybody over 45 uh, in any capacity because it's just some egocentric i can still go i can still do this why I can, do they anything, do anything you yeah. can do i can do better i'm like what is what why and it doesn't I, I, you don't have to and, and some you don't have to right you don't have <laughs> so to true because they want adulation of young people online. Like the young people online are going to go get a Matt Hardy poster and put it in their college dorm room. Like it's like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like 1999 again. It's never going to be like 1999 again. Again, your intellect goes on. I think I'm smarter than I've ever been before. I might be more charming than I've ever been, but I'm not getting any younger or better looking. That's, you can take care of yourself and, oh, you don't look 50. Matt doesn't look 47. But he is, and that's his yeah. body, and he's also risking. Yeah. He's got young children. Rob, you have kids. It, it, you, you're not. You have to put 
at Smarts First, you had your moments. You can go back and look at those matches, Matt and Jeff at Madison Square Garden with the Dudleys, that three-way yes. dance with, with Edge and Christian. You had your never moment. top that. You why do you got to keep having? Yeah, why do you got to keep having your moment? That's like someone who gets married for ten times and goes, you know what? This is it. It's ten, it. ten times is the charm. <laughs> Everybody come to this wedding. You got to. This is going to be the wedding of the century. And but it's going to be the last one. It's the last one. And again, it's like we had our time. You know, and you'll have, you'll still have your moments as you get older you know i had my moment two years ago when i turned 50 i had my big the last time i had a birthday party for me is when i turned 30 20 years ago but i don't go gee how can i get attention now as an older man mm -hmm. how you get attention is is putting your your wisdom and your knowledge into the young guys and creating that next generation you to help, have, educate, the to help educate the future exactly yeah. i am surrounded by people like this and i'm like what, what what you guys are totally and that's funny they're the ones who attack the millennials all the time too oh mm -hmm. entitlement i go you guys are acting entitled you're acting like i have to have what about my spot you your spot is gone bro yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a wrestling trait. That's I'm so glad I got around. to say that on this show. I, I mean, that's, I've been wanting to say that for a long time. You're 100% right. One of my coworkers, he's 56. You know what he keeps trying to do? He tries to flex. I'm like, dude, you can't flex. It's okay. <laughs> he wears a baseball cap because he's bald. But you know, all the other workers, when before the COVID and everything, they would rip his hat off in front of girls and he'd get mad. I'm like, dude, they, everyone knows your ball, right? It's okay to accept it. Like, but, I'm but Rob, that would be embarrassing if he was 25. He's an yes. older man. Right. Ex own Six, it. 60% of men yeah. lose their hair over 35. Yeah. So, but again, I, I don't get that. Like, oh, you embarrassed me in front of the girls. That's, that's, yeah. They weren't going to have guy. sex with you anyway. Like, they and, weren't going to do uh, you. Uh, like. Dude, I'm surrounded by guys who are in the, my age who are constantly wanting to stick it up the ass of 20 and 30 year olds. And I it's don't get it. It's the worst. I don't it, get it's it. Not, it's not, you know what, like you said, it's, it's a mentality state because wrestlers, the old school wrestlers did the same thing. The yeah. old school wrestlers didn't want the younger. Why would Hogan be pushing himself at 40 something over a 20 something year old wrestler? Exactly, Why was he always yeah. booking himself? But they were always doing it. It's a constant thing. You know, the idea is you get older, you're supposed to, passion hours. Look at what Billy Gunn's doing for the company. He right. has matches once in a while, but he's not there to win. He's there to help elevate the company, use his wisdom, what he's learned from WWE over the years, working in Impact Wrestling, wherever he's been, you know, his knowledge, his mistakes. He says that. I, I'm here to help those guys. You know, we've, I've done it all. I've done good and I've done really bad. He's like, I'm there to help these guys. and That's where Matt Hardy should be. Matt says he wants to help. Yep. Don't put yourself in a mainstream program where you can get concussed you know the comic book business did the same thing you know everyone bragged about jack kirby as this great artist jack kirby worked for 35 years because he wouldn't give nobody else a spot when exactly. a young kid came in to want to draw and would do it a little faster jack would be like i'm doing that book who the hell is this kid and if the company said no he'd leave that company bitch them out go to another company and people brag oh he's the greatest artist ever look what he did he created all these characters because he wouldn't give jobs to the other artists he wanted to get paid for every job. And that's, you see, the, it's, it, it doesn't matter where you are. You always have to be in a place where you have to, you, you, the fishes will bite you. The, the fishes are hungry, they're going to bite, right? But at the same time, that one fat fish is going to keep biting more because he's a fat bastard and wants to keep eating. It's like, well, you can't, you can't. It has to share the wealth. And in wrestling, but it's there to share the wealth. And, and Matt, I feel that he has to change his style of wrestling. Yep. And he should have been there as a as a uh, nurturing role 
as a character. As, as a, yeah, as an agent, even like when he was losing in WWE. Now, look, I've watched Rob Van Dam the last three weeks of Impact got pinned by everybody. Sammy yeah. Callahan pinned him last week. Eddie Edwards pinned him the week before. Someone else pinned him the week before. He still gets his Rob Van Dam entrance stuff, but he's there to put guys over. Well, I can't believe is doing this. I'm reading this on chat. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading 50, this. I'm... He's, he's 50. He had Dude, his... Dude, I'm reading it also, and I'm over here thinking, do you think Rob Van Dam actually cares that he's losing? He doesn't care. No, but exactly. He's, got he's happy. His... He's, he was a couple years ago. He almost couldn't wrestle again. Exactly. And But that's the whole point. You're there to help nurture the future. Uh, like, I roll my eyes every time I hear a guy in the late 40s. Or 50s, I still got two more years in me. I'm like, did anybody, <laughs> did anybody, did even your own wife ask that of you? Oh, no. Right. But I, I have to prove something to myself. I don't get you've already proven something. You're in a business for 20 years that most people don't make 10 years. Of Congratulations. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like me saying, I have to stay in the club is to prove something. Like, have you booked 5,000 shows? I, I want to go to 5,050. Like, because it's just, <laughs> no, I want to go to 6,000. Yeah. yeah, brother. It's, yeah it's, this, it's this weird goal that I have that I feel like a failure. If I don't do 50 more shows, it's, it's a, I think get a psychiatrist. I don't understand the That's mentality. True. I have middle at midlife crisis. I've been there and stuff, but I, I didn't never, thought about getting a hair transplant I never thought about dating a 16 year old i never thought mm -hmm. of i don't uh, to me i accept the, the evolution of what i am that's why i've always been open and honest about my age and i even put it on flyers my 52nd or 51 because people go oh don't you want to be more private about your birthday i'm like why is there a shame edge in being older is there some yeah. you're supposed to have respect as you get older and people are taking it as it's a shame badge or something i don't get that i don't get that I used to respect my elders when I was young. I don't understand where it became. It's an American stigma older. about ages. It's, yeah. it's an American stigma. Most countries don't give a crap about age. Matter of fact, like I go to Japan a lot. I talk about Japan all the time. Japan, first thing they ask you is, how old are you? Mm. Honest, what's your age? Because yeah. it's, it's a respect factor. As you're older, then you're higher up because you have more experience. Which exactly. treat you different. You know, in America, it's like, I don't want people to find out. I'm, I'm going to be, well, I'm 43 on Halloween. I'm going to be 43. Like, what, what does it get me if I say I'm 37? Like, what is that? You're fooling, you're fooling yourself. And also, oh, yeah. I think it's embarrassing if you get busted on uh, lying, like shaving five years off your age. I think that's more embarrassing <laughs> than, than getting caught stealing money because it's such a, like, because that's lying to you. So, I mean, there's nothing, uh, like, look, I'll get in, a, just like I was talking about before, I'll always get a podcast gig offer because I'm older and been around a long time and people know those stories and the history. I'm a historian and I've been back. I went to matches back in the eighties. And so that's why they're like, oh, this guy's going to add value. But they're not going to yeah. go. Yeah. Kev, we're looking for no wrestling knowledge at all. We're, lo we're looking for like an actor, like, like dude, like a young, I'm like, well, I'm not your guy then. But if you want me in a, as a, a talking head who can talk about what, you know, I know what I'm talking about. I can be, you know, add me to the team. I'll be a coach or whatever. I know I can't be the young star of the show, but if I could be a guy behind the scenes, just like I do, in in the club business i don't get on stage and oh you know let me let me get my talk time in it's the bands are the stars of the show i'm just producing behind the scenes you guys have done stuff which i again if you want to be a, a young uh, I, I had my opportunity to do stuff like that and i always kind of wanted to be behind the scenes my brothers were all singers and stuff it's just uh, different strokes with different folks but as i got older i said well I, the door will always be open for me in podcasting and the club business actually comes back i'll always get a job at a club because of my experience but i I also know that I'm going to have to take the role that my age warrants. I can't be a bouncer in the pit anymore. I'm too old for that. But I am. <laughs> I, I, I am. I am going to be. Yeah, I can't. I can't take that anymore. And but I, I can be an absolute office guy, or be the talking, or represent the club and make the phone calls and talk to the agents. That's what I'm good at. 
there's your spot, Kev. And I don't go, I want something else that puts me in the spot. Like, yeah, dude, that's, that, that's, <laughs> past, that's passed you by. And I don't feel all sad about that. I actually feel uh, sometimes excited. I'm, I've never been afraid of uh, getting older. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm in, uh, to be quite honest, I think in podcasting, because it gets brought up all the time, uh, people are very like sensitive about that. Because I also think that it doesn't help that millennials as soon as they hear someone's over 40, like guys in their twenties and thirties, like mock a person like they're older. But meanwhile, they think Chris Jericho is great and he's 49, you know? So it's like, I, I, are they aware that we're all from the same generation? I, I guess I'm a yeah. trader. I guess I'm a trader to my generation because I even say too, uh, next year, in my opinion, unless that, you know, if they get cleared to wrestle, I think both Jericho and Rob should call it a day next year. I think when they both turn five Oh, which is coming up soon, they should call it a day. I think enough is enough. And don't, you know, Terry Funk was a rare thing, but Terry Funk is paying a price for a lot of that stuff. Now, Terry is not in good shape. He's retired 115 times. He was supposed to get surgeries on these. He refused to because he couldn't. He's not well now. He's not a well man at all right now. He was never well in the head. Just doing that. Like, dude, stop. And, you know, I don't want to have an elder statesman in any wrestling company because the benefits are long and large. If someone like Jericho does another year or so where he's putting over younger talent, if it works and some of the talent gets over, some don't, that's the risk you take because sometimes certain talents are going to get over and some aren't, but at least he's there to help and with young talent and really give them programs that I like, you know, let's, let's, I'm, I'm fine for that. Matt should be doing the same thing, but not in where he's going to concuss himself. Let me also bring up Tony Khan because after the show, he did a media scrum, try to try to do some damage control. And that made it look even worse than what we've seen on the television. Did you guys see that clip? Of Tony no, Khan. I just saw I just yes. saw the uh, the tweet. I just saw the tweet about it. I didn't really. Tony Khan that. comes off like a child to me. I, I watch him and I can't take him so with that haircut that like you know my nephew Carmelo has, who's twelve years old, and uh, you know again he's just with the big glasses and stuff. He looks like a he's like a child. I, I just I, I don't take I don't know how old he is. It's like working for an, an eighteen year old in a college dorm. I don't take Tony Tony Khan seriously at all. I don't think oh. he's this great <laughs> business guy. Well, I'm about to play the his clip. His father might be. His, fa- his, his father might be. I'm about to play the clip. And by the way, this is yeah. also on a, on a sports team, so keep that in mind. I'm about to play WrestlingSheet.com. Hello, Tony. Thank hey. you very much, everyone. Joining us now is Tony Khan, president and CEO of AEW. Uh, Tony has some opening remarks, and then we'll move on to the Q&A. Tony? Thank you. Thank you. I've never had to uh, give opening remarks before the uh, scrum and and usually the scrums are really fun. I just wanted to give a note uh, at the beginning and say that, you know, health and safety of the wrestlers is always the most important thing at AEW. And I just wanted to give everybody an update on Matt Hardy. And that is most importantly, Matt is okay and looks like Matt's going to be okay. Uh, what happened with Matt uh, was uh, Matt had taken a, a fall on the match and I stopped the match, paused the match. And uh, you hear that right there? He said he paused the match. So did he press start to resume the match? I wonder. Sent the doctor to check on And him. if he didn't, that means the inmates are running the asylum by that logic. And I was concerned uh, that Matt could be hurt. So I, I rang the bell to pause the match. And then uh, when uh, the doctor checked on him, uh, the doctor had passed him and cleared him on the protocol. He checked with Matt. <laughs> Rob, you know why I'm laughing, do you? Yeah, I get it. 
uh, and I, uh, then Matt had come back after, and he passed the concussion protocol, uh, and he's doing okay. I spoke to him uh, right after the match, and then again just now. Uh, he went as a precaution uh, oh to the hospital for test to check out that he's okay, but it looks like he's okay, which is why the doctor cleared him to continue. Uh, and uh, you know, in uh, it was not it was not something uh, any of us uh, enjoyed, and it was uh, something. Uh, there was a scary moment, but the Holy most important thing is that Matt crap. is okay, and uh, uh, we're all really glad. Holy about that. no, 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 and, no, no, uh, no, no! Uh, thank you very much. Is that Rusev? For giving me a moment. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait! That is Rusev. That's Rusev. Where? R- Rusev's on AEW. He just came out as Kip Sabian's best man. Uh, I, I don't care. I'm gonna continue this. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, I'm sorry. Miro. 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 Huh. Yeah, I'm just looking. Uh, I didn't recognize because he bleached his hair. I'm like, uh, why? Like, who is the guy with the bleached hair? I'm like, oh, it's Miro. Big fucking deal. Let's continue this. Oh, what are you gonna Justin hate on for? I love for Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Jeff sure. oh, All right, that you know what? That's it. I, I I don't hate Rusev, but big fucking deal that he's there. I don't care. Well, um, I'm happy he's there. The company let him go. No one. We bitched that no one used him properly in WWE. He ran his course. Now he's somewhere good. Maybe he'll do something once again. Let's see what he can do. Or he'll be back in WWE within the next year. Uh, yeah, Kev and Kevin Robb, after hearing that clip, what are your thoughts? Tony Khan is a 19-year-old. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think anything. I think it's just fun. Tony Khan, you know, again, if, you know, he's as, uh, you know, he's going to say what, what uh, he feels he needs to say. I just saw people, I'm trying to read some comments here. Obviously, I'm not watching the show. Uh, I just have my computer on, and I'm seeing some comments here as I'm paying attention to you guys. Everyone's talking about this beautiful speech Matt Hardy just gave. And everyone's like, but he's going to be out the rest of the year, possibly into the new year. So doesn't that mean he's hurt? And I exactly. just, everyone's saying, I'm glad he's okay. And someone's like, but he said when he comes back next year, he's, so he's hurt. Well, he's not seriously hurt. Or he would have said that. I'm like, this is dancing around it. If he is out, it is the, it is the second week of September. If he is out for the rest of the year, something must have went wrong here. I don't get that. I, so I, people are confused. A lot of people are putting question mark. Is he okay? Why is he saying he'll be back next year? Like, you know what? He won't be able to wrestle in well, like November. Yeah, my thing is that I I don't want him to wrestle anymore. I don't want him to wrestle either. Everyone's like, maybe next year he can have a run with the world title. I'm like, this is, the, again, no, this is the problem with this. the fans. No one wants to see that. No, the wrestling fans, I think they, they want to – I think that's why a lot of the older guys are still around, why WWE still brings back Stone Cold every so often for a cup of tea and all these guys, because they, they say that they're building new fans, wrestling companies. WWE says they care about the casuals. AEW says we got the hardcore fans or whatever have you, but they're all pandering to a group. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's not millions of young wrestling fans anymore. It's just, it's just not the thing, okay? It's we have to admit that, and I know everyone's gonna say no, but the numbers say this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the numbers. Stop it. You, you're not seeing the real picture. Wrestling has aged. If wrestling aged up in the '90s. It never aged back down to bring in young new generation. What they were supposed to do with with John Cena as the babyface, it never worked. It, it sold some stuff. It did some great Make-A-Wish videos for the thing. But overall, the kids weren't there in, in abundance. It was their parents bringing the kids because the parents watched the wrestling. They're, they're not coming back. 
okay? It, it, they're getting older. So, yeah, oh, Matt Hardy with a title, that'd be great next year. Yeah, 20 years ago. Like, Taker versus Sting <laughs> 20 years ago? More than yes. 20. <laughs> but I don't want to see that now from anybody. Like, seriously, like any wrestler. Like, you know, I've seen wrestlers that were older that had put on some great stuff. Look at even Ric Flair. I wasn't – I never got to appreciate Ric Flair in his, when, he, when I was younger because I was – I was in New York. I didn't see WCW or NWA as much. I saw it on tapes, right? Um, But I never got to appreciate him on the long run because I didn't watch that program because I didn't have cable to watch, you know, CBS or whatever they were on. But, you know, when Ric Flair in the early 2000s came, I saw having these matches where he was in the fucking ladder matches going, this man's a thousand years old. He looks great. And he knows his place. You know, he knows how to wrestle with young guys. That's why I always loved Dean Malenko because he knew how to wrestle any style with anybody. Yes. But he still did his style. You know what I'm saying? Matt needs to find a place where he can be not the Hardy Boy anymore. You want to be Broken Matt? Cool. The whole videotape matches and fireworks, that was smart because he couldn't do off the top stuff like Jeff would do and, and it didn't need to be. Why are we going backwards with some of these guys? You know, yeah. let the younger talent prove themselves. Help educate them to be better for TV. You know, you got Brian Tillman Jr. there. The kid's and, actually pretty damn good wrestler. And also, um, Tony Khan, please tell these guys, start telling these guys, no, you cannot do this. No, you cannot do that. Be a boss and do well, not you know, be a friend. He did step in because when the show was first going on, it was going long. He had to step in. And when he took over, the show got back under a decent control. Uh, whatever happened, I just feel overall, you know, the pay-per-view, even though I thought I loved Moxley versus MJF, I think they were fantastic. Uh, even the stupid Orange Cassidy match, you know, it played its part well, and it didn't go out of its way to be something it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? This place is for matches. And I felt that, like, the Matt Hardy accident really... It, it really derailed the show. It, it derailed did. the show, and it went too long. Sheeta and, you know... Um, Sheeta and Thunder, Thunder Rosa, Rosa had Thunder the best Rosa. match of the night, but they only went for 16 minutes. But meanwhile, FTR and Omega and Adam Page got 29 minutes. Unbelievable. Stupid. Unbelievable. Yeah, that match, I do that not match defend that shit the, at all. That match could have told the story in 15 minutes. Right, that match. Well, the another thing, match, sorry, Rob. Another thing annoyed me about the pay per view started from the Young Bucks and the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus match. Literally seven minutes in, everybody's kicking out of finishers. That went on from that match to the last match. Everybody was kicking out of finishers. Oh. <laughs> kicking out of finishers happens all over the place. It's ridiculous. Yes, but the entire pay per view from the start. Look, I got nothing to say about it because I'm not booking a show. I'm just trying to enjoy what I watch. Am I a big fan of? And let me get to the ca- let me get no. to the Casino Battle Royal. How stupid and sloppy that shit was! Including I didn't the spot. Hate hold it. on, hold on, Rob. Including I the spot. Hold on, including the spot where Brian Cage put Darby Allen inside a body bag with thumbtacks, closed the damn bag up, and recklessly threw him from the ring to the damn uh, walking board. Literally, that was so stupid. Darby couldn't even see why he was in there. Okay, first out with that, uh, on, on behalf of Darby Allen, kid's crazy as fuck. Two, I don't care. Half, it was half the thumb t- worst part is half the thumbtacks weren't even is at the body bag. If you saw the wrestlers wrestling, there was thumbtacks stuck in everybody. Uh, 
Also, Brian Cage is a, a pretty decent friend of mine, so I'm not going to say anything about that on that. Uh, the spot is what the spot was, and Darby apparently was fine. Uh, Matt Bourne coming out, doing his um, – Matt Bourne – Matt – Matt is it Matt? What is it? Matt Seidel. Sorry, Matt Seidel. Coming out and sorry. trying to do this shooting star press, but botched it. It slipped. It happened. I, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to blame him for that. He probably it did happens. slip because it was too humid out there. Yeah, and you know what? He recovered and he still wrestled for like a while. I enjoyed seeing him. He's never the biggest fan I ever born. I didn't hate him, but uh, it's cool. He got some money. Came to work for a night. That's great. The spot. You know what pissed me off about the battle royal, just in general, and I don't want to say it because I absolutely love Jake the Snake. The damn bag. <laughs> He's flicking the bag at Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston's like, get the fucking bag out of my face. I'm trying to do a spot here. Get the fucking bag out. Like, it, just, it was like, we, we, Jake, just stop, bro. Like, if you're not going to really take the snake out of the bag, don't just fling a bag in the air. Just, it's, this isn't, this isn't Andre who's going to be scared of a, a sin shack. This is a dude from New York. Who's uh, you know, I was, a, I was about to have my um, um, quarters out of session soundbite ready, but I don't have it right now. <laughs> but I just felt that that was that was that killed me about the match because I thought a lot of the wrestlers were great. There were some great spots, you know. And I think this time the uh, way they did the battle royal, it made a little more sense. It worked a little bit better. It's still not a perfect system, but at least it's you know. It, yeah, it but one be, thing annoys me about this. Rumble. One thing that knows you about this battle royal is if these cards that are drawn are being random, why is it that the Joker is the last one each and every single time? Because the Joker should always be separate. Because the Again, not part of the why game. is the Joker the last one each and every single time? Because it's the Joker card. It's not part of the deck. You've gone. Why is the Joker card? You don't get to play with the Joker. Julian wants a different answer, damn it. I'm not gonna give him a different answer. You just don't get to play with the Joker. Joker just come out like that. Sense. Joker's the wild card. Wild cards always last. That's just the rules, man. Doesn't make sense. Sorry. Can't be a wild card. Can't the wild card can't be the first person. Dude. That makes no sense. And, <laughs> by the way, by the way, was that Matt Seidel's first match in seven years? When was the last time anybody? No, saw no, him? he wrestled. He, he wrestled, wrestled in New Japan, but until he got busted uh, early last year. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know if he was still on. <laughs> Hold on, Rob. Kevin's probably thinking he didn't even know if he was still alive. People were still I, stuck I, in No, I would have heard if he was dead, but I, 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 I again, you know, uh, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And maybe I did act like that back in the day when I was young and I was at uh, Madison Square Garden with my brother Draper in 88, 89. And like I said, when Terry Taylor came in or they had like Scott McGee from Florida come in and only me and, <laughs> me and John knew who he was. You know, and, and we would be like, oh, shit, you know, Les Thornton is here, the professional. Everyone's like, who's that? So it's like, I don't wonder if that's like still to this day, like when they see these AEW people come out of the runway and, and like, you know, only an assorted small amount of people are excited. Yeah, you know, I was wondering, like, watching Matt Seidel, was anybody really popping in their chair at home watching that? Like, no. I just, oh, Evan, you, Evan, it makes it worse yeah. because right after that botch, explosions happened <laughs> because it was fireworks you know, in the area. You know that, hold on, Rob. That shit was funny because so so I was reading in another thread. People were like, what Was it a baseball, baseball game? Was it a baseball I don't know what it was, but a few, but a, few, a few other people was like, is there a gang shootout going on over there? 
No, but you guys, you guys know, listen, as b- baseball uh, fans or, or, you know, entertainment or whatever, like yeah. on the t- Tonight Show, you know, if, uh, back in the day, if Sylvester Stallone comes through the curtain, you know, Rocky, oh, my God, you know. But some, like, bit actor comes through the curtain. You're like, who's that guy? He's on, what, what show is he on? Oh, he plays the neighbor on uh, the Ellen show. Like, you know, oh, it's God. like, a, no, no, but that's wrestling fans are weird these days. It's like, what, what, because there is certified superstars. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man Randy Savage. Just, you, you know them, whether you're New Jack, whether you're, you got into wrestling last year, you know these names. But a Matt Seidel, it's just like, I, I just see that, and I, you'll go on Twitter, and I was making fun of people who were popping for Miro before. Uh, like, Matt Seidel is here, and I'm like, really, guy? Really? Like, that's a real... <laughs> you can pop for Miro more than Matt Seidel. Cap, 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 capital, capital letters with exclamation <laughs> points up and down Twitter. Come on. That's, I mean, listen, if Big John Stud came out of the grave and made an appearance, that's, that's, you put that in all caps. I'll, I'll give you a better one. Big Kev. John Stud is alive. <laughs> Kev, I'll give you a better one. If someone did not watch wrestling since 1984, we'll watch it right now today. See if Seth Rollins, he will think that's Al Perez. Oh yeah, yeah, but I, but again, I am humble enough to know that Alperez was never a big deal, and that's the whole ha that I do is that I liked wrestlers that were just good workers, and I didn't have to be the big superstars. Me and my brother were more into guys like that. That's why we would get to the Garden early and see the untelevised matches because we were just we were young fans, but we didn't we were not delusional because we were just looking around. See, is anybody else know Alperez is? We weren't like yeah, he's like we did. We knew what what who was who. You know what I'm saying? Like when Kerry. Von Eric, Texas Tornado came in. I'm like, now everyone's got to know who that is. And everybody did. And he got the reaction that a major player like Kerry Von Eric would get. But when Terry Taylor came in before they gave him the Red Rooster gimmick, WWE fans didn't know him because a lot of people didn't watch Mid-South wrestling. It, it's sad because Terry was a very good wrestler. It was he a was. very good worker. It just that in the worst part when WWE is like, this is what we're going to give you. And he gave him the shittiest gimmick. Red Texas Rooster. Tornado came in. Yeah. Texas oh, Tornado came in. Terry Texas Tornado came in. They gave him the world. Like some guys got that ability to get well. Also, but his name originally, before they called him Texas Tornado, was he came out as Kerry Von Erich a couple of times, yes. and and it, and he had a distinct look. So yeah. everyone's like, oh, that's a guy from World Class. That was a guy in you know uh, the, that famous family and all those deaths. Everybody well, knew who this guy well, was. You know? so, so yeah, so that's what we have to say. Wolf. Well, yeah, even well, well, look, even go. Let's go with Jerry Lawler, who I watched his uh, his thing with Stone Cold the other day. Good interview with Steve Austin. I, I watched it too. I liked it. It was it was very good and. Jerry Lawler came in. Now, I knew Jerry Lawler because I remember in 83, my father was a big taxi fan and Andy Kaufman fan. And we, my father's like, yeah, you know who Jerry the King Lawler is? And I mean, and Drake would be like, yeah, we know him from the wrestling magazine. You ever see him wrestle? No, he's on Memphis. But we've, we've seen him in the magazines. So when he came here, what was it, 92, 93, Jerry Lawler came here? 1993. I, I was like, oh, shit, Jerry Lawler. Right, Jerry Lawler is here. We knew it was. And when we went to the arena, me and Draper to see him when he wrestled, and the arena popped because he was famous. Matt Seidel's not famous. You know, there's, there's, there's different levels of – O- OMG when certain wrestlers make an appearance. I was I, laughing by ass when we was like, OMG, Lance Archer, Lance Archer is here. I'm like, oh, come on. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that some fans have I said Evan Moore, when Matt Seidel appeared, me and my lady was watching, she was like, who's that? And I was like, he used to be a WWE, he's Evan Bourne. And she was like, oh, really? <laughs> and she oh, was still yeah. watching WWE at that time when he was there. Well, the problem is Evan Bourne was, you know, he was he was the internet darling for the time, right? Evan Bourne came out. He was the 
the high flyer, young guy. People thought he was this great stuff. And he had some runs with uh, Coffee and some other people, right? He had a couple different yes. runs. You know, some things happened, whatever. It didn't work out for him. You know, I don't hate on him. I just, you know, he just didn't work out. And some wrestlers don't work out. You know, that's the thing. Some wrestlers don't work out. You got to find your own way. But, you know, my thing is, if you're going to find your own way, look at, like, John Morrison. He left, and he did him, and he found his way. You know, guys go, you have to find your way. When you leave, you have to find yourself. You have to reinvent yourself. You have to find a way to make yourself important. And there's guys that are independent guys that have their gimmick, and they do the thing. They may not be everyone's cup of tea, but they found their own place. So that's why I, I, I respect like Lance Archer did that. I mean, he was basically nothing. Yeah, he was like, he was not doing nothing in the states other than playing guitar hero. But he gimmick. found until he, found, he went to New Japan, he started to yeah, get better. He found, and that's after surviving some horrible injury too. Like he got really seriously hurt or sick or some shit. Yes, yeah, he, he, and, he, and, and, and I tra- forgot what it was. Tramp stamp ain't helping him out. I'm sorry. You know, I, it, it, it didn't help out Test either, you know. I didn't understand why all those guys had. Test had a tram stamp? I never saw that. Yeah, dude, it was did so he? bad. I yeah, we, with the steroids made it shrink, but it was still there. Yeah, it was, I, <laughs> I, I just, and I, the I go, belly one, the belly tattoo. The I mean, belly even, button even, ring Batista had that, and thank God he yeah. fixed that. But, no, I just, uh, Lance Archer, again, and I'm all for guys. Listen, I was, uh, you know, Great Muda was a job guy in Florida for five years, the White Ninja. Al yeah. Perez was a Al Perez, before Gary Hart plucked him out of Puerto Rico, he was a job guy in Southwest. I get it. But Lance Archer to me, again, now he's one of the baddest-ass guys. See, Steve Austin always kind of had a swagger. Even when he was stunning Steve Austin, he was never a chicken shit heel. So his his metamorphosis into Stone Cold was right. You know, his jargon, his Texas swagger. He, it wasn't – but Lance Archer to me did – I, I just – I'm not buying it. The baddest guy on the AEW roster, I'm like, is he? That's mm-hmm. uh, not in my eyes. Is well, here's he? the thing. I think he's good, and I love him with Jake. I think Jake is really elevating him as uh, his manager. He yeah. does a lot for him, and he does the spots he needs to do as a, as a killer. You know, today, like Drew McIntyre, he he was in fucking 3MB doing um gots. You know, doing gots on Google. Wasn't doing shit. Yes, also, and before, and he before that, out. he was eating pins by Great Khali, yeah. Kane, Come Mark on. Henry, and all those guys. And, and then he leaves, and he finds his way, and he reinvents himself. That's what you need to do. So with Lance Archer, yeah, he's reinvented himself. Great. He's got Jake the Snake. Even better because Jake is on fire. Jake is doing Jake things, you know? And I'm happy to see it, except with the stupid bag thing. But other than that, Jake was doing great. You know? <laughs> Dude, Eddie Kicks thing should have won that battle royal. You know, he should have, but it's fine that he didn't. You know, I put it over the big guy. You got this killer. The killer doesn't win the match. Like, like Kevin just said, like, he's supposed to be the killer. You can't have the killer not win and have – I mean, I want Eddie King. I love Eddie. He's great because he just – he's – to me, Eddie King's his mate. Like, he's us. He's just that guy. Like, <laughs> yes, I can see him being a tough son of a bitch because he just looks like he's dirty. You know, like, like you no know, respect. You know, speaking of Eddie Kingston, have you guys ever knew this back in 2005 at a CZW show? Uh, it was a 10 bell salute because Eddie Guerrero passed away days prior. Uh, there was one fan that was being a jackass, and Eddie Kingston personally kicked that fan out and also punched the shit out of him, too. I waited out that for two seconds. <laughs> it's, it's on video. I got to tag both of you oh, once I get off. That's great. I would love to see that because you know what? That's wrestling, baby. Like that's shit. Like you can't. Corporations can't get away right with that shit. Like you can't be people <laughs> shit. Fucking people. What you? Let's get to the final match before we get out of here. John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW World Championship. This is an okay match, but 
I got to say this. MJF was wrestling like a baby face while Moxie was wrestling like a heel, even though the reverse, the Rose was Moxie's uh, baby face and MJF is the heel. So it was kind of a, a, a clear disconnect for a bit when they was having those uh, unintentional reverse roles. What did you think, Kevin and Rob? Uh, which, um, actually, I lost it for like Moxley, Moxley and MJF match. Yeah, I was, talk, I was talking about how MJF um, wrestled like he was a baby face during that match, and Moxley was wrestling like a hill. Uh, I didn't think MJF had any chance to win that match. I think he's still too young to, to, to win the title. I think that's too much of a leap of faith for him. Uh, so I thought Moxley was still going to hold on to the title. Uh, I saw the uh, – obviously the ending was like – like Moxley kind of bad guy didn't he cheated with that uh, – yeah. finish or, or whatever that's a gimmick yeah that's a, that's the gimmick i mean Mox, boxing is another one the version of steve austin i mean real is he really uh again i don't again i just don't get it rob i know you like to come in and i'm mocking you as a fan for mm, watching i'm I not just, worried about I, it I don't, I don't i don't get it i just again i watch that stuff and it's like uh, you know uh, again the only match i really enjoyed was was thunder rosa shida and the rest yes. of it i could have just put my ass with it to be honest with you i uh, and I didn't want to hate it, but you know what I thought was good? I'll, I'll say this. I'll skip to the end for me uh, and just close close it, this out this way. They needed to learn a lesson, and I think the lesson was learned, and not with the Matt Hardy thing and not just the Matt Seidel thing, that there is no such thing. As, and even though their fans are in some of their fans in denial, obviously, Rob, you're a smart fan and you're on a podcast, and you might back them up, but you're also going to be honest about it. Um, that they needed to have an off night here, and it wasn't one of their best. And even yeah. even the people who were loyalists had the Brian Alvarez went after it a little bit. They had to because everyone had to. Everyone's like, "Wow, AEW! I can't believe it!" And they're only around, like, let's be honest, on TV for a year. Uh, mm -hmm. They've been around for two years as a promotion. That this had to happen now, and a good time to happen now. And ironically, it's when they let crowds back in. I mean, yes. only 500 people. But again, it was one of those things where it's good that it wasn't the perfect thing. And, it, and as Julian said before, it's good that everyone could kind of be going, oh, it's Thunder Rosa came in. I, I haven't gotten, no one's even reviewed my match. Like they, everyone's raving about this woman. She's not even on the contract here. Because I'm sure that was the scuttlebutt of a lot of women behind the scenes. Like, wow, I haven't even been on TV. I've been with this company for a year. I haven't been on TV in weeks. But that's a good message to be sent that, that some things have to be tweaked. It's not perfect. And even if you're a loyalist, because that's the funny thing is uh, me and Anthony get used to being WWE fanboys and I spent all <laughs> Monday night making fun of Raw 97% of my, <laughs> my tweets were negative I got blocked by half the roster by the way so it's like I, I think someone's tweet ratting me to, to these uh, wrestlers they do that. I keep, I keep getting that. blocked by everybody I mean when it's all said and done I'm, I think I also black block me now um, so it's uh, again I think that uh, you know you got to be honest and you can have a little bit of fun with it and again it is not real so we're not like can anybody actually go home and go I gave it my all well you gave it your all with the scripted way it was supposed to go down yeah if you're a real athlete like if julian is running a marathon and i put him down like julian wow you pay you really dogged it on that marathon you're like he would be like wow man i trained my ass off that was like a real race i tried my best it would be much more offensive to you than something like you know in a storyline you didn't win you didn't <laughs> you, you got up too quick from the, you got up too quick from you. The end. yeah how dare you so again i think it's funny that the, the why do the fans the, rob maybe you can answer me this question why do the AEW fans get more angry than probably even the wrestlers themselves when someone like i'm gonna give this two stars two stars do you know the effort that they put in tonight i'm like well th what, doesn't every company no WWE doesn't put in any effort i'm like <laughs> no. what are you talking you about how do you if know you that remember, you room? do you remember when this was tna right and it was the same this is the same conversation 
it, it loyalists are loyalists. You know, that's just how yeah. it is. You have WWE loyalists who are just shit like, oh, who are these guys? Well, nobody. It's stuff like Julian says. Jokes aside, but, but you know, my thing is like, they'll say, oh, these are all nobodies. But my first out, everybody's a nobody if, until you learn who they are. If you're not oh. watching, a, like you watch a movie, you, okay, like one, some of the best movies you can ever watch may not be a Sylvester Stallone movie. I think one of my favorite movies is Clue and Noises Out. Those two movies have an ensemble cast of talented professionals from John Ritter and, and um, you know, Martin Mull, you got Tim Curry, guys that we all know and respect, right? I love Three's Company. I love this. I love that. But that movie never made $500 million. Uh, I don't think Clue even broke in the Bacchus office, but it's now a cult classic. You see what I'm saying? And there are people who are diehards of the movies and love and respect it, but the regular movie snobs are going to say, well, you know what? You didn't have like, uh, you know, who was big at the time? You know, De Niro wasn't in it. Or this. Well, that doesn't matter. You know, they put on something. And maybe you learn from some of these actors. Maybe some of these actors have only been on TV. Doesn't mean they're bad actors. It just means that they haven't gotten the opportunity. When I watch companies like TNA and I was seeing guys like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe come in and I see guys like, you know, the, the Motor City Machine Guns, freaking, I lost my shit. Okay, yeah, they saw Scott Stein and they had Kevin Nash floating around. But to me, I would take that because I get to see these other guys, okay? And AEW is very similar, all right? There are guys that maybe a lot of people consider overrated. But once again, I can't do the stuff that any of these guys do in the ring. And that's the point. But we also have to treat it as as podcasters and as reviewers and what we do it's people have to learn that these are our opinions at the end of the day but know that we're not just saying stuff because we want to be jerks about it you have to call a company out where they've been bad julian saw me when we were tweeting about the show i was bad about it i got mad at a lot of the stuff that happened on the show i did the stuff i liked stuff i completely hated about this mm-hmm. show but at the end of the day it doesn't stop me not wanting to see this promotion succeed a, B, you know, I think the diehards that are getting mad at the show, I think they just wanted uh, New Japan in America. Yes. That's what they wanted. They didn't want a wrestling American wrestling promotion to compete on TV. They wanted New Japan light. In Eng- they wanted New Japan in English. They wanted people hurting themselves weekly doing strong style all the time. But guys, you cannot do strong style all the time. Why do you think Shinsuke is very happy where he is in WWE? Because he doesn't have to do that no more. Do you know what strong style really entails, dude? It really hurts. I did two matches with a guy who was uh, 350 pounds. All right, we had a match. And I was the only one who worked with him because he kind of hurt people. So I wouldn't let him work with people who I felt he could hurt. So I got stuck wrestling this guy. And it was not trying to be strong style. But he was hurting me. So what do you do? You hurt him back. You got to have him learn. I couldn't do that match after match after match. You know? What do you get out of that? You just hurt your body. Shinsuke did that from 2002 until he came to to now. Yeah. And yeah. It's nice not to have to do that. You see what I'm saying? So you can't always do New Japan stuff. I mean, I wouldn't mind once in a while we have a hard hit match. But then give the guys a couple weeks off to heal because... You know, that's a lot. So they, I don't understand the fans on both sides. The fans are going to hate the AEW fans. I hate that um, taking side shit. It's the Microsoft versus Sony thing. It's uh, it's AEW versus W. It was Marvel versus DC. It, you can never win with arguments like this because at the end of the day, 
Marvel DC, both comic books. Like what you like. WWE, AEW, it's both wrestling. Don't get mad. That I also get mad. Like, oh, they brought another WWE guy. Was, everyone's going to be a WWE guy eventually. Everyone's wrestled for WWE in some capacity. You know, as a dark show, as an enhancement talent, maybe as a referee. I mean, we go say MJF was a WWE guy because he got shoved by who was it? Uh, who shoved him? Was it was it Samoa Joe or is it who? When Small he was job. a referee, he was like a security. Samoa Joe showed him he was a security guard. So that makes that make MJF a, a WWE guy? No, it just <laughs> it's, it's just what it is. I, I hate I hate that taking side shit. Just be honest and enjoy a product. If there's a good match, it's a good match. Look, look, I like DDT Pro. My daughter has been finding it on YouTube. She freaking loves DDT Pro. I'm like, yo, take it easy with that DDT Pro stuff. Some of that stuff you shouldn't be saying. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't follow it where I'm like, it's the greatest promotion ever. I've seen stuff that I like, you know, and that's the way it should be for anything. I love WWE guys. I love freaking Finn Balor. I freaking love Adam Cole. I love uh, Drew McIntyre. My wife loved him, but he was the, he looked like freaking the guy from Lord of the Rings before he got all <laughs> steroids. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we are fans. I want to see all the promotions succeed. And honestly, you said perfectly, if NXT goes to Tuesday, you're going to hear a lot of people stop talking shit because there's no more competition. And I think that's the best thing for promotions right now. Stop competing against each other because yes. it's the same fans. Yeah. I also want to end with this. This pay-per-view, wrecking all the AEW pay-per-views, this one is the worst of them all because of all the things that we said about it. See, and I, I also hold so. on. Rob. I think the Fighter Fest was the worst one, or the other one. Fighter Fest was no, no. The one what was that that one they had? Where was it? The video game show one they did? Uh I think that was Full Gear. Was it Fighter Fest? The last one before? Oh, Fight it for was, the Fall. No, Fight for the Fallen. It was the one where they had the the wrestler, the guy who ran a wrestling video game thing, and he wrestled. Oh, that was Fighter Fest. That wasn't a pay per view. That no. that was a garbage. That was, well, it was technically. <laughs> A special event, but it which to me a, was a pay per view. But, but it wasn't a pay per view. You didn't pay for it. That was the worst one they've ever had. Okay. Okay. As far as, okay, as, as events goes, yes. But as far as pay per views goes, this one is on yeah, a yeah. very bottom. Mostly because of that. And I've even said this on the thread. They need to stop thinking that every single pay per view is going to be a 100% banger. They're going to get some stickers in a way. WWE normally gets this, Impact also gets it. AEW had uh, had to come to a time where AEW is going to get it, and we got it last weekend on their make for, on their major yearly show, which was all out. Uh, overall, I think this pay per view was a D minus at best because there was only one match I liked, and that was Thunder Rosa versus uh, Shida. I would yeah. say, yeah, that's the only match I really like too. Again, I'm such a wrestling fan, and I I don't like I, I think that's the thing I, I joke about it and stuff, but I hate when I don't want to watch something and I'm disinterested and I'm forwarding through it. Like that's like, I, again, and I might have the time. I have some downtime. I could watch this whole thing through and I find myself skipping, skipping, skipping. I normally don't do that. Uh, again, even in WWE, I kind of tough it out. I sit it through, 
even though I'm very happy to not be having to watch, you know, uh, like to the letter of the law, three hours of raw, writing down every waking thing, taking notes. I enjoy doing prep work for the shows and stuff. And I do that with NXT now for our Tuesday show, which I'm enjoying, but it's also not a three hour show. It's a, it's a two hour show. And, and uh, the AEW uh, pay-per-view was too long. I knew it was four hours when I was going in. Someone sent me the link that I can watch it because I didn't watch it live as it happened uh, that night. I watched it a couple of days later. But I knew when I heard four hours, I'm like, I could, pro- I could probably tough it out, go through four hours. But I'm telling you guys, I was, I was skipping. I was, I was skipping all, out. all over the place. I, yeah. I kind of wish I had the option to skip some matches because, like, definitely – I felt there's matches that they weren't structured bad. They just were too long of matches. And that was, like, there were matches we watched in the show that I felt like, okay, that should have been a 15-minute match. It would have been a banger 15-minute match. This would have been a 15-minute match. It would have been a banger. Yeah, I don't mind having some long matches. I feel like, you know, hey, uh, Moxley versus MJF, you know, it's a title match. You want that to go like 30, 40 minutes. I'm cool with that. MJF knows how to tell a story in that ring. The kid's amazing at 20 fucking four years old. Uh, and I, I thought he told a great story. They went back and forth. I love the idea of stipulations because, you know, you kind of missed it. And I, honestly, the greatest thing that happened on the pay-per-view to me was Goldust, um, Dustin Rhodes' promo post-match. And I was – I miss – yelling at the camera i miss wrestlers off the cuff cutting an old school promo and it it felt so good to hear dustin cut this fiery promo off the cuff and i was like man i i i miss that i don't miss scripted promos i miss wrestlers in their character in the moment giving me something where they're yelling. I, I, I there's wrestlers that talk and they can do that. I'm going to speak low. I'm going to do my thing. And it's pretty good. They tell, you know, CM Punk never had to yell much, you know, but I, I miss an old school. I will rip your balls off. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, Oh my God, I got with Dustin after the match, cut this live promo. I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Not everyone should do it. Cause you know, back in the day, I was a silly day in my WWF when we were kids. Uh, everyone yelled. There was no talking. Everyone was yelling for no fucking reason. Brendan yeah. Stippy made a joke about it. Like, I like you. He likes me. We are friends. Like, what are you yelling about? But like, I, at the end of the day, like, it, I missed that. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing some more of that. Just some more fire in some promos. And I thought that was a great spot about the pay-per-view. And that's isn't I, that still isn't being complimentary when I'm like, hey, I enjoyed a promo after a match. <laughs> but you get my point. Like, there's things I liked I could take away, but definitely I will never watch this show again. Like, you say, like, when you watch pay-per-views, do they have rewatchable features? Are they rewatchable? And there's no show in the last couple of years from any promotion that I want to rewatch. And that includes, like, uh, um, New Japan's, you know, um, was it? Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I, it, the last couple have been not rewatchable. Well, you know, it's uh, funny, guys. The one thing I, from this year, 2020, to, to me, it's, and, and everyone's got a story about this year, but to me, it's just a wash. I can't wait for it to be over. Not that anything, everyone thinks Jan- January 1st, 2020. The lights are going to shine, and, uh, you know, I'm going to look in the mirror. I'm going to be 22 again. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen on January 1st. It is, it is, it is. It's, I'm going to get my Christ job back. I'm going to get my raise back. 
DT is going to tell me we got a serious satellite deal together. We're going to be together. Like, like weird that like <laughs> January 1st, something, something great is going to happen to everybody. It's just another day. Oh, but but it's, it's the stigma of the bad year, right? Yeah. So the only yes. thing I go back and I love about this year, and I watch it all the time, is the Undertaker-AJ Styles match from WrestleMania. Yes. The uh, cemetery, the uh, graveyard match. The only thing I go back, I've watched it 10, 12 times, just to even see the entrance of uh, Taker coming down the highway to the Metallica song. I just think it's, again, I think that's cool. I, that, call me nuts. That's cool to me. I'm not even a big Metallica fan. I like old Metallica. I don't like the new Metallica, but that song's perfect for him. I thought AJ was on his game. I thought Gals and Anderson were good. I love the whole thing about that presentation, the music, the, the creepiness of it, the fucking the whole concept. That's my favorite thing of the year, and I can watch it anytime. Everything else, I don't watch it all. I, I can't even – if someone even asked me to make a list right now, if you, Julian or you, Rob, said to me, Kev, your top five moments so far, I'd be like, guys, don't put me on the spot like that. I can't even do that to me. Yeah, I can't even think of anything. Give me a week to think about it. Yeah, exactly. I, but, couldn't, uh, I couldn't either. It's sad, man, I, and I don't like being like that. I mean, again, since I'm not working full-time when the clubs are still down – you know, podcasting, I put a lot more into it. That's why, you know, I make appearances on different shows and I enjoy doing it. But I wish that, you know, it's almost like it be in criticism mode of wrestling. And it's not for show. It's just the way we feel. Because, again, I did, again, SmackDown was pretty good last Friday. I didn't mind SmackDown last Friday. It was okay. And maybe it'll be good this Friday. I like the Reigns turn. And, you know, I know we're not going to get into that now. But I liked what's going on there. So not bad. But I haven't enjoyed, enjoyed wrestling where I call even Draper about it. Or I'll text him, like, John, are you watching this? I haven't done that with my brother in years. In it's years. It's sad. I, I, yeah. we, I, I talked to me and my wife and, like, you know, and I talked to her about, like, you know, when was the last time we really loved what we watched? Right. Yeah, you know, CM Punk's run was cool, and it had a good moment. Yeah. I definitely think WWE started hurting me again with the whole Daniel Bryan thing that they were doing, like, six months to build him up, and it was yeah. just, like, horrible. And me and my wife, we talked about it. The last time we actually had a blast with wrestling was yeah. <laughs> TNA when we actually went. And this is before TNA had, like, you know, Tommy Dreamer coming, all those guys. It was, just, it was just like Christian was there, Kurt, the Dudley Boys, and all TNA roster. And we went to an actual show at the um, – where did we go? Was that the, uh, the, the, the Webster Hall? Webster they Hall. were at Webster Hall. So we're at Webster Hall, and Hernan I thought I knew Hernandez. I didn't know him. I, he said hi to me, and I thought he worked at my building. And my wife's like, you know, that's Hernandez. I'm like, no, he's nice. Too short. Oh, no, it's Hernandez. And we just had a blast. And I remember we enjoyed the show. We enjoyed the wrestling. And we enjoyed the year of all these wrestlers, you know, Christian becoming Christian Cage, Kurt Angle doing his thing, the Dudley Boys in the Million Machine Machine. There was a whole time frame where it was like, oh, my God, I enjoyed this. I can watch this again. I can – and then I literally went from enjoying it, and I Julian knows in 2009, so I just dropped off and didn't give two shits about wrestling. I didn't even watch the whole year, like from 2009. 2009 was fucking rough. At least you SmackDown know, I, in 2009 was very good. I, I, and I, I didn't watch any of it, so I didn't see the CM Punk-Jeff Hardy feud. I had to watch it after. So I've been taken out many times over the years, oh. and I don't want that. And this is another year I'm only holding on because, yeah, okay, that's maybe why I'm watching AEW. Because it's not as formulaic as the WWE has been kind of going through the modes. And, okay, maybe it's not perfect. And, yeah, I get it. And, yeah, maybe you guys don't know these wrestlers. That's cool. I'm learning about these wrestlers, too. I'm not going to say that I knew. Oh, I knew this guy before he was cool. Let's be serious. These guys are all indie guys. I get it. And I kind of like that. And that's why I watch it. Because, I'm like, hey, I'm enjoying it because I don't know what's really going to happen this week. It might be total 
shit. But you know what? At least it's different shit. A fool will watch the same thing over and over again and expect something different to change, right? That's the definition of insanity. And I can't always watch WWE and I keep trying. And then I keep getting let down that it's a point like maybe that's the reason why. Yeah. I know it's not I know it's not the talent. You know it's not the talent. But at the end of the day, how many times can I keep sitting there going, Oh, maybe this week they'll they'll really do something with the guys I like. No, you know that's not gonna happen. So you just have to walk away for a little bit. And like you said, this year has been rough. And it's you have to exactly. give any promote any promotion that can survive right now during this, you gotta give credit to. WWE reevaluated themselves. They made some shitty decisions that affected people I knew personally. I didn't like that. So that also, I try not to put that opinion when I watch wrestling, but it's hard not to. When you know your friends aren't working, that should be working, that they could be paid right now. Yeah. And right. Um, But that's the end of the story. I'm just going to say, like, overall, it's the, let's just blame 2020 for making wrestling shitty. How about that? Julian, I wanted to ask, did I see something? Did you also, you, had, uh, you got laid off from your job? Julie? Yeah, I did. I did. It oh, fucking Julie. sucks. This is about maybe three and a half weeks ago now. So I'm. Are you on? Fr- are you fr- you're, you're furloughed though, or you're, you're no, no, G double O double M double A. Oh shit! Which is that's yeah, yeah that's sorry, really. Yeah. I had spoken with him. I said this is bullshit. They couldn't oh, even fucking shit. furlough you. Jeez, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm furloughed, but the, I, I feel like I might as well be gone because I don't even feel like I'm in that business anymore. <laughs> I'm mean, like, Kevin, we're gonna be booking. I'm like, am I a booker anymore? I don't even am I? I, oh. I mean, Lucky Thirteen and the, these clubs assured me that I am, but they like, you know, when we get back, whenever that is, uh, I'm like, uh, and then like, you know, the people say, oh, you're gonna have a lot to do when we do get back. I'm like. Will I, or is it going to be so altered that you might not even need me? So it's like, you might not even need me. If it might be down to like, you're going to have 30 people there. Do you even need me anymore? So again, I'm worried about that, that when the green light's given, that my job is not needed, or maybe I'll be paid a quarter of what I used to be paid, which right. and then I'll be forced into a new line of work. So again, thank God, you know, shout out to anybody who hears this. Thank God for podcast listeners and people who support our shows and people who support us in general, uh, whether in the team efforts or individual efforts, uh, they've kept me going. So that's why it's always a pleasure for me to come on all these shows. I was happy uh, you asked me to come on, Julian. and I'll come back anytime. No Lord problem, knows, man. Lord knows I have the, Lord knows I have the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm, not that, I'm not too bummed about it because I graduate in a few more weeks anyway. So oh, like, good. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this, this kid, Julian, I've known Julian for over 10 years, and he's always been a go-getter. Like, let me tell you, you have to do your best, and you always do. And I appreciate it. And he's still that. young. And he's still young. Yeah, he's young. He's got it. Like, I'd be devastated if this happened to me because I'd be like, I'm 40 fucking three. Ain't no one going to hurt my ass. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been doing the same job for 20 years, you asshole. What have you got going for life? You know, it hurts a little bit more, but when you're younger, and I feel that, you know, you still have time and you don't have kids yet, which thank God, you know, that does yeah. help. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a, you try to make sure that's not a thing. And you guys know it's you're always one phone call or an email away from getting a new break or someone uh, you know uh, seeing something and you and offering you an opportunity. Exactly. Uh, that's what's great about being young, even even being older. Let's put it this way: if you don't burn any bridges, and I've learned this too, and, and I, my best advice, even I know Rob, you're a good ten years younger than me, you know this too though, even at forty three. Uh, you know, you don't burn any bridges and stuff. The door will always be open for you to go somewhere else. You Absolutely. know what I mean? If you, know, you didn't you conduct yourself good and you're likable, you should always be able to get a gig in the profession that you set a path in. You You'll should. be surprised how fast the other people you've worked with are in places you're going to be later on. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sure. I always tell people don't buy like because you get mad at your job, and I get it, and I that's why I've never went full scorched earth on my scene or the <laughs> podcast, or even like I said, I wasn't so mad even about the DTKC show because I know that it, I, it sounds corny, and I Lord knows this was made up a hundred years ago. One door opens, another one opens up, and I've always looked at it that way. So you know to just because you know people want to hear you be angry, and I don't know why. Maybe because they want to live vicariously through you because they want to vent about their mm-hmm. you know something that bad happened to them. 2020 screwed everybody every which way but Sunday. I don't know anybody who's having a great year. And if they are, fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, can you imagine the obnoxiousness of anybody coming out now and go, I don't know about you all, but I'm having a great year. Like that's a real, that you might as well say like a racial epithet. That's exactly. like a horrible thing to say because really what 95% of the country is not having a great year. So it's not like, uh, it's one of those things where everyone's got a story this year. Everyone's got a story. Well, the people that say I had a good year, you know, those people that wouldn't talk to us anyway. So, but you know, you usually see, because I, I, I think people are like, yeah, even if I had a good year, I came into money, whatever, I'm not going to say anything because yeah. it's, it's, it's you can't throw it in people's face. Yeah, no, you can't. You know, right. Exactly. You want to talk about political. Like, I agree with that political correct aspect of things. I don't <laughs> think that you should flaunt your wares or whatever when a majority of your friends are not doing well. That's that's you don't do that. Like that's if you where, actually that's won where, the lottery. You just don't say shit. No, I, I, <laughs> dude, I wouldn't say shit. And what I would do is, me I neither. Get better. No, you know what I would do? I would my friends who were hurting, they'd get a fucking envelope in the fucking mail, and then that they it. would know that, and I just swear them the secrecy. You get this money, but sign this thing that you'll never put me on. His NDA, right? Yeah, I got yeah, this NDA. Yeah, I got yeah, this NDA yeah, for this yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, you sign his NDA, or else Kevin will send his back crew to you. <laughs> no, exactly. But that gets back to not burning bridges and doing right by people, because when you're down and out, and then when you can help somebody out, I believe in the whole pay it forward thing and i i think that that's good karma that's why i don't partake in dogpiling on anybody and everyone's like yeah you never do that i'm like no because i just don't do that because i just feel like someone's gonna remember when i was a dick to them when they were down and then it's yeah. gonna come back to me and i try i try to tell my brother the same thing i said Pi, i know you get pissed you want to threaten everybody and stuff but you gotta remember what comes around goes around and and people who are dick dickheads and whatever they'll get their come up let someone else deal with them you know what i mean let there'll be a problem for somebody else and then let them get their come up and that way just keep going forward and and do your thing and you'll always have a gig and and then you'll be relevant and the most important thing is staying relevant and you only you keep yourself relevant nobody else does exactly all right guys it's time to go thank you kev for coming on everybody check out oh, the yeah, dot and kevin castle show on patreon you can tell them more about it kev Tuesday nights. The, yeah, Don Tony Kim Gaucho is actually still around. Everyone's writing me letters like I passed away. Um, <laughs> everyone's it's like, Kev, I'm, so, to you. Kev, I'm <laughs> so, Kev, I'm so sorry. I'm like, well, sorry about what? About my cat being said? Like, I'm like, there's something. Uh, I go, don't be sorry. I'm on Tuesday nights. So, well, that's the whole thing. Anybody who even hears this might not even know because we assume everybody knew and we're finding out that a lot of people didn't know. We moved to Tuesday nights on Patreon at 9 o'clock. We're doing watch longs for NXT. And if NXT moves to Tuesday night, it'll be the best thing for our show. Uh, it's freshened up the show. I even felt like I was on a new show the last two weeks. I loved it. Uh, if you guys even listened to the download of it, I was happy as hell to be there. And it's, I'm not putting on an act. And even Anthony and me sound like we're working better together. So this might have been a good move in the long run. So that's why I'm, I'm not only not bitter about it, I'm actually happy about it. And also I do Castle Chronicles and KNT Chronicles every Thursday, tomorrow night, uh, which will be Thursday. I'm doing KNT Chronicles with Trez at 10 o'clock on Patreon. Uh, that's my favorite show out of everything I do because me and Trez are real life friends. And uh, I haven't talked to her in a while because I know uh, she's got a little marriage thing coming up for the next couple yeah. of weeks. I believe a they're, little thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting married, <laughs> but they're having the reception uh, next year. 
you know, because they can't have the gatherings with 50 people or more. So they want to disinvite most of the list of people going to the wedding. So they're going to have it next March, I believe. But uh, so, okay. yeah, so uh, that'll be tomorrow night. We're looking forward to it. Go ahead, Robbie. All right, guys, alternativeminds.com. That has everything we do. Julian has been killing it with his articles there. And uh, I, I, we have a lot of content, a lot of great yeah, stuff. I got, up there. I got go a lot of shit coming up subscribe. this week. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 every time I just show up, I was like, oh, Julian posted something. Oh, Julian posted something. I'm like, Julian, let me post something once in a while. It's, <laughs> but it's all right. You got being at your home. Do it. Just kill it. He's knocking it out of the park for me. And, um, you know, like I said, this year is a little harder for us because without conventions, I know that's a lot of stuff the fans like is our convention coverage. But, hey, guess what? 2020, nothing we can do about it. Uh, we do the best we can with what we can with coverage. But uh, at the end of the day, just, we always appreciate you guys just taking care of us. Uh, you know, if you can't support us, you know how to do it. It's there for us. But I don't – I never force nobody to – I don't force people to subscribe. I don't force people to donate. Guys, if you want to, that's on you. If not, I don't care either way. We're going to keep giving you the content regardless. That's just how we do it. So the news broke today that The Walking Dead will end in 2022. Uh, the news broke today, but I found out about this last night through an email. Uh, he told me to uh, leave that embargo until 11.30 a.m. in the morning. And then it exploded. Yeah, then the world right. ended. Oh my God! Walking Dead is going to end after being on for like the last few years. years. You guys, years. you guys know the last time I watched watched The Walking Dead was with my ex, and we're now split six years. I haven't seen an episode in six fucking years. Oh, 2014 geez. was the last time I saw an episode of Walking Dead. You'll probably ca you'll you'll catch you'll probably catch on soon. I didn't even know who Negan was. I didn't even know who the fuck is that. I was like, who's this MCU jacket wearing guy with a bat? I didn't. I thought it was a wrestler actually. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was in. Uh, I thought he was in uh, uh, a Ring of Honor. I didn't know. Right. Right. Oh my god! Oh my god! with a leather jacket. Negan's awesome, but Alpha is a different story. That's all I can say. Well, my thing is, I I only saw the first season. Then I had the kid, and I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't be watching. Well, kid's gonna be deranged enough as is because of me. I'm like, I'm not gonna make it worse on her. So I haven't seen since the first season. So like. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty out of the loop too. But Julian keeps me covered because I go to my website. I'm like, oh look, I can learn all about Walking Dead because my site has all the coverage. Because Julian's been covering it for all these years. He's been to the set. He's interviewed the actors. They've flown him out there to watch the taping of the show. That's respect factor, and that's that's what we talk about. It. So yeah. Alrighty, guys. Good night, right. everybody. It is time to go. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Kevin, for coming on. Thank you, Robert, for coming on. Thanks again, guys, man. Have I a great night. I hope the cat gets better, brother. Thanks, man. <laughs> peace, peace, guys. Peace. Okay.